This episode of the motherfucking podcast is brought to you by my company, HigherPrimate.com. I fucking hardly ever talk about this company, which is weird because it's mine. But when you look at my sweet, sweet fanny pack, that beautiful leather one made by Roots with the Higher Primate stamp, where do you think I got that from? My company. Uh, You ever see that kettlebell, conquer your inner bitch shirt? Yeah, that's where you get it. Uh, as well as JRE Yeti tumblers. We have mugs for the podcast, JRE being Joe Rogan Experience. Um, t shirts, all kinds of shit. Go to higherprimate.com or not. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. You know what I'm saying? We're also brought to you by Wish, the Wish app, ladies and gentlemen, making e commerce accessible to everyone on the planet. Over 300 million users and growing, including young Jamie. That's right. The lowest prices. Products come directly from the source and cut out the middleman with the Wish app. The middle person, we should say. Sexist pigs. God, we're so gross. No markups, no annual fee, no middle person. Says middleman again. They don't give a fuck about sexism. <laughs> Clothing, electronics, toys, accessories, and household goods. Seriously, no more jokes. Anything you're looking for. If you can wait a few weeks for shipping, you can get 60 to 90% off. The app is easy to use. Visual and scrollable with multiple photos of each item, and it feels like you're browsing Facebook or Instagram rather than an e-commerce store. Easy to use search function. Sponsors UFC fighters and sponsored the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Official mobile sponsor of the L.A. Lakers. Young Jamie uses it all the time. He doesn't buy shit online unless he does it through the Wish app because you save motherfucking money. Wish is offering all new users a free gift with purchase, but dedicated Wish lovers don't have to worry about being left out. All the listeners of this podcast can get 20% off your first purchase or 20% off your purchase by using... My code Rogan, R-O-G-A-N. Just download and open your Wish app, find things you didn't even know you needed, and enter my code Rogan for 20% off your purchase. My guest today is the great and powerful Abby Martin. She's my favorite radical lefty. She's an awesome person, and she gets very worked up, but she's really cool, and I love her. So please welcome Abby Martin. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Abby Martin, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Great, how are you? Good day to be here. A lot yes. of crazy shit's going down. <laughs> exactly. It's a crazy day for Bill Cosby. Whoopsies. Hey, I'm I'm reeling in that news, man. Yeah, I, th- I was uh, I was wondering what was going to happen because the first one was a mistrial. Is that what happened? Yeah, but what? So what's the difference between this one? Is this a civil suit or is this? I think these are. These aren't civil. A, this was uh, the retrial, so he got convicted of nice. felony. Three yeah. charges, right? Felony sexual assault, three different counts. Each one carries, I think, at least 10 years. He could go to jail for 30 years, which is death for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's... He's already blind. Yeah, he's very... Yeah, he's a, he can barely see, right? Good. I, I'm so happy that he's getting charged at the end of his life. That's amazing. He's a creepy dude. He liked to have sex with lifeless dead bodies. Yeah, we were trying to... I mean, purely speculation right like what would cause someone to want to do that like what Mm -hmm. but i i have this theory 
I think a lot of people did that shit in the 60s. I think in the 60s, it was a normal thing to drug people. And I think they, you know, remember the terms, have you ever, I don't know, you've heard it, slipping someone a Mickey? Yeah. They, I think they used to do that all the time back then, and they didn't think anything of it. You know, it's disgusting. You, it's, people are fucking gross. If you just go back a couple of hundred years, like I'm watching this show, Vikings. It's a great show, by the way. I don't know if you ever watched it. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, they were obviously fucking crazy people. They did wild shit. But it was common. I mean, this was how people lived. They would storm into villages and kill everybody. Mm -hmm. This was normal shit just a thousand years ago or so. And I think if you go back just a hundred years, the way people treated each other was horrific. Mm. If you go back 50 years ago, that's Bill Cosby's era. I mean, I really think that people back then were different. They didn't have the internet. They didn't, they didn't understand how other people were viewing their activity. They thought they could hide this activity. And I think there was a group of people, specifically, you know, partiers, that would drug people. And I think it was a normal thing. I think there's probably a lot of people out there that are hearing this Bill Cosby thing and they're thinking about all the times that they did it. That is horrifying. It's fucking scary. And especially when you couch yourself into being this like responsible, like I'm going to lecture all the black people. Be yeah. Right, pull up your pants. Yeah. Be good. Yeah. I remember one time Wanda Sykes interviewed him at something and he was uh, chastising her on the way she was talking. Wow. Her English. And he was wearing sunglasses inside. <laughs> He's like, sorry, so, I'm just recovering off the raping that I just did. <laughs> I can't see people. I can't look you in the eyes. I'm all raped out. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so happy to hear this. And did you see Weinstein chased out of that bar like in Florida or whatever? Some guy comes up and like slaps oh, him. Oh, slapped him in yeah, the face. Great. Yeah. Hopefully that happens to him all over the world. I, I think that he's a disgusting pig who should be chased out of every public forum. Yeah, there's a lot of those out there. There's a lot of, a lot of creepy humans in this world, you know? I just – I think we're in this unprecedented time of understanding in, in terms of like the consequences of your behavior, what you can and can't do now, and then the fact that people will just – if you're doing something horrific to people, other people are now going to know. Right. Whereas, you know, like again, 50 years ago, nobody fucking knew anything. Like think about JFK, right? Think oh, about all yeah. the shit that's going on with Trump and Trump just kind of – this, it's like water off a duck's back with Trump right. for whatever reason. So he's got some strange ability to just like fake news. That's his brand. His brand yeah. is being a misogynist piece of shit. Yeah, so it's people like, part. Well, yeah. it's also he does. He's he just says it's lies. Yeah, and he just keeps going, and everybody knows it's not a lie. And they're like, what are you going to do? Well, he's not freaking out. He's acting like business as usual, and somehow or another, that's okay. Like it's. But if you go back to like what JFK was up to, like JFK was a fucking freak. And everybody knows it. It's like yep. common, but he was a freak in the area in the era where the press knew everything that was going on, and everybody like kind of kept their mouth shut. And everybody there was like a, an unspoken agreement that they wouldn't report on affairs and all the other stuff. And it's just it's fascinating to see our culture change wildly over a short period of time. Yeah, the tabloid journalism has taken completely over. I mean, in That's a sense, true. it's good, but um, to see what these people are really doing. But yeah, you're totally right. JFK was a complete womanizer. And yeah. He's like lauded as this hero still. I think everybody was back then. Yeah. I think that's what they did. Mm -hmm. I think that's why they wanted to be president in the first place, so they could just fuck everything that moves. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> while, while trying to save the free world. It's weird. It's fucking weird. You know, we, we, we're in a strange time. I think 
historians in the future, when they go back to the period where the internet was created, essentially it was like 94 when it became mainstream. I think they're going to look at this time between 94 and 2018 as unprecedented explosion of change. Trump is nuts. I don't understand why, you know, the Stormy Daniels thing, I feel like could be his undoing. I don't think anything is going to come out of the Russia stuff. I think that if anything, it's going to come out of the Michael Cohen. Yeah, it could be. But him pardoning Libya is basically him sending a message saying, don't worry, man, I got your back. I'm going to pardon you if you go to jail to Cohen, I think. Because, I mean, why, the, why, why else would you just pardon Dick Cheney's former man? You know? Oh, yeah. Scooter Libby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah. It was just him basically just being like, don't worry, bro. Got your back. I'll get you out of prison. Yeah, Bush it's didn't nuts. even pardon that guy, right? He just Obama commuted didn't pardon his sentence. Yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. The Trump stuff's nuts. The Stormy Daniels thing is is ridiculous. Did you see that interview with Anderson Cooper? No, I didn't watch <laughs> it was that. Nuts. I mean, it's just it, it, the craziest part about it is not the fact that he had sex with a porn star and that she was trying to do a transactional thing to get on The Apprentice. It's that he sent someone to threaten her and her child. Yeah. After that. Yeah. He's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, I think what that's, is he capable of, you know? I think that's standard operational procedure for a lot of people, you know? Mm-hmm. He's, a ma- he's, he's, he's a mafia acting dude. Well, that wasn't that what who, – who wrote who, – who was saying that about – oh, Comey. Comey was saying mm-hmm. that. It was essentially – it reminded him of when he was prosecuting the mob, that they have this sort of, you know, same kind of attitude. This us versus them, keep everything together, loyalty is everything. Totally. Yeah. Um, by the way, great job at stand-up. I've oh, been going you. to a bunch of stand-up shows. Everyone just talks about jerking off to pixelated porn in the 80s and their dicks. And I mean, you, you, your set was awesome. Thank and you. I really encourage everyone to check it out. It's just, it was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was really fucking I filmed good. a Netflix special last weekend. How was it? It was great. I'm very excited. Very happy. Can't what wait. is it called? I haven't decided yet. The tour I was calling Strange Times because, you know, obviously... We're in strange times. <laughs> I might just keep that. I don't know. I may, might change the name. I don't know. I, don't, I really haven't decided I was yet. impressed. There was a lot of really good jokes about Trump, which is you would think would be easy, but I guess for comedians it's probably not easy because it's so satirical, what, the yeah. world that we're living in. Well, yeah. The problem is reality is already a joke. It's yeah. like so. It's so crazy that you have to have – you have to figure out what is your unique perspective, Yeah. you know, if you have one, you know. I just think we're very childlike in what we do with and, you know, how we treat our leaders and how we choose our leaders. And I'm really fascinated by the cult of personality that goes behind really any big time leader, Mm -hmm. whether it's Trump or Obama. Mm -hmm. There's people that think that person can do no wrong. I was very fascinated by that with Hillary. There was a a giant group of people that refused to look at any of the things that Hillary was doing that were wrong. Any of the things like the Clinton Foundation or those speeches that she was giving to these bankers where she wouldn't release the transcripts or the lies that she would talk about, the difference between Comey's version of what the FBI had found her to have done wrong versus her version of it. And there's a video where you see the two of them back to back. And she's a deceptive person. She's clearly a liar. She's not, she's not a good person. She's not like this shining example of what we would like our leader to be. We'd like our lead, like love or hate or Obama. What that guy was to me was like a statesman. Like he's so the way he would communicate was so calm and smooth. And he was, you know, if you, even if you didn't like his policy, you got to admit the guy was incredibly articulate, beautifully literate. Like the way he would speak and communicate, he was well read. 
like he to me represented what I would like the version of the person who's running the big thing to be. And I think that's the whole crux of of people who have brainwashed themselves into thinking there's some sort of like deep state um, apparatus that's outing Trump. I think that the real problem, look, the deep state is the military industrial complex. They're winning at the end of the day, no matter what. Defense contractor stocks are skyrocketing. Trump is basically the de facto arms salesman in chief on the phone to the Japanese prime minister being like, hawk these killer drones, bro. Like, we got to sell these surveillance drones. That's who's going to win at the end of the day. The neoliberal establishment is who hates him because he removes the mask of empire. That's what he does. He removes the mask. He's making it less palatable to sell imperialism around the world. And I think that's that's the crux of why you see kind of these think tankers and the liberals on on TV, and uh, we can get into this later, but there's a whole misnomer going on about the left and a mischaracterization about the left. The left has no fucking power in this country. The left has no voice in terms of news coverage. So what all about these people, Rachel Maddow? she is not left. She is a neoliberal corporate shill. You you say that, and so does Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore says the same thing. Yeah, he just thinks that she does not represent the left. And not that's- at all. I mean, there's a myth of, of the fact that the media is liberal in general. I think that, you know, TV culture aside, news is not uh, – there is no liberal media. Media is owned by multinational corporations with conservative business owners that have interlocking boards of directorates at defense contractors, Monsanto, et cetera. Those people aren't fucking liberal. They're not left. They, they push down their policies. It doesn't matter if you're a Maoist working at Washington Times. You're not going to be able to put out – that contradictory narrative yeah. that your shareholders are, are pushing. Um, it's it's really unfortunate that the left has been basically, I don't know. I mean, they've just demonized the entire left where now you have the NRA fomenting civil war against the fucking left. Trump and all of his followers are just like, the left is, is what's really wrong with this country. We're, there's no power. We don't have any power. You have given me, like, I have more of a platform than probably any other leftist because you have given me a platform on the show. When have you ever heard my views like on TV ever? You know what I mean? Well, when you were on TV, I heard them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we go to RT. It's nuts. Yeah, man. but that's a weird thing too, right? Because people think of Russia. You right. know, Russia is the great enemy and you were on Russia today. Yeah. Like uh, Abby Martin's, a, she's a tool of the Russians. The Russians. That the Russians, like, the Russians were nothing forever. Like, the Russians, like, we got through the Cold War. Like, oh, the Russians are our friends now. Whoo! Because when I was in high school, we were always worried we're going to get bombed by the Russians. Right. That shit went yeah, away. How does it feel to just have that back? Feels weird. I don't believe it. I don't believe we're going to get bombed by the Russians. I don't think we're going to bomb them. I don't think they're going to bomb us. And I think as cliche as it sounds, mutually assured destruction is probably a really good incentive to not launch missiles into the air. I think that's still real. What do you think about the serious stuff? It scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Every, everything, anything to do with ISIS, anything to do with, like, ideological warfare, all that stuff scares the shit out of me. You know, when you, when you see what people are capable of doing if they really believe in their cause and they really believe God's on their side, they really believe. And also, if you, you really believe you've been fucked over by the great Satan. All yeah. that stuff scares the shit out of me because most people are blissfully unaware of what the United States and, you know, what the commander in chief or whoever the fuck is pulling the strings is doing overseas and what the repercussions of those actions are going to be. Yeah, that that the guy who I think I don't know when the Quebec mosque mosque shooting was, but his basically his justification was, you know, Islamic terrorism wanted made me do this. So if that's the case, what are all the people that we kill with drones and you right. know, we just killed the bride at a fucking wedding party in Yemen. 
Is it another one of those? Yes. Just How two days ago. How many times we bomb wedding parties? At least eight, I think. That's our thing. Yeah, and it's deliberate because we're supplying intelligence and weapons to Saudi Arabia. It's not just, you know, we supply them weapons and turn a blind eye. We are supplying military intelligence and targets for them to bomb. And we are actively helping them do that. So, yeah, they just bombed another wedding party on top of the funerals, hospitals, schools. But why, they, why wedding parties? Is, was there someone in the wedding party they were trying to get or was it a mistake? I don't even know what the official line is, but how many wedding parties can you bomb before we draw our red line? I mean, it's just disgusting. And they killed the bride. They killed the fucking. So what are all these people who grow up? This was supposed to be the happiest day of their lives. And now, you know, are they going to grow up wanting to, to kill Americans? I mean, well, if you were blaming the American theorist. government. Yeah, if you were a conspiracy theorist, that's what you would say. You would say the reason why they're doing this is that the United States wants an endless war. The best way to ensure an endless war is to occasionally blow up some people that really have no dog in the fight, and you create a bunch of radicals. You, you create people that are hell-bent on revenge because of that. That's the real hardcore conspiracy theory that Alex Jones take on it. I think that— a, a, a good way to look at the world is, you know, there's the colonizers and colonized, the, the, the states that are basically remaining that we know that the establishment or the empire wants to take down Iran, Syria, Venezuela, North Korea, right? What, what do they all have in common? They're all uh, independent of our economic hegemony. And so we use our economic and military might to commit violence around the world to subject these countries to bend to our will economically. And it's really obvious and unfortunately, people just continue to buy into this humanitarian bullshit propaganda, no matter who's in office. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's in office. If you look at like the actions that the Obama administration took versus the action the Bush administration took, they're super similar. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole deep state thing. I mean, look, is Giuliani what do you think a deep state? What I, is the deep state? Okay, so the deep state, I think, is the military industrial complex. It's the machine that churns on no matter who is the commander in chief. It doesn't matter, right? It's they, just, they're not trying to get rid of Trump. Absolutely that's the case. not. They love him, dude. Right. They love this. So, look, Trump has a lot of enemies because he's scorched earth. Like, he pissed a lot of people off. So, of course, you have tons of people who hate him. You, it, it appears that the media is uniformly against him. But I Kanye think it's loves because him. Kanye loves him. <laughs> Should we pull up that Kanye clip? Look up, okay. Kanye on – look up Vic Berger. Kanye on Ellen. This shit's oh, nuts. Oh, Vic Berger on oh, Twitter? You, yeah, Vic dude, Berger's an animal. Dude, he – have you seen the Ellen one where Kanye is on? No. Oh, was man. this recent? No, it's just amazing. Oh, just something he put together? Yeah. Oh, let me hear it. this. <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait, look at Ellen. Just <laughs> look at his face. When was this from? <laughs> I don't know. More children? Maybe. <laughs> We're looking at Kanye. Does Kim want more children? Make crazy faces. No, he it gets but, really But good. you want more? Yeah, is in the building. Now is this out of context, or yeah, is no, that the, the real question? That can't no, 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 be the no, real no, question. Wait, it gets really good though. Hold on. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, is in the building. <laughs> What is he saying is in the building? Kanye's in the building. Oh, Kanye's in the building. Kanye's in the building. Oh, read this part. What's dead? Picasso. Steve Jobs is dead. Walt hmm. Disney is dead. Hmm. I'm dead. What? Look at Ellen. <laughs> mm. It ain't no joke, as Rock Kemp said. 
<laughs> Did you see that he wrote that he was going to be the next president? He oh, tweeted to Harvey Levin God. from TMZ. They, they called him erratic. He's like, please don't call me erratic. You're speaking to your next president. Oh, my God. Mm. Did you see Kim say, like, look, you guys, Kanye is just living in the future in a couple of years. Mm. Um, someone else is going to say what he does, and you're going to praise him. Oh, yeah. It's like, really? Uh, she's just trying to keep him home. <laughs> just like, she's got to say whatever she can. Keep him from vanishing. It's so bizarre, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I wish I knew what was really going on. Like, Jamie thinks it's a big part of it, a big publicity stunt, because he's got an album coming out. Look at him. Look at him nodding. A million percent. A million well, there's percent. a huge vacuum to be it's filled. A big number. All you have to do is be, you know, a token person and like the Joey Villa woman who was like, all right, I'm going to wear a Trump dress to the Grammys and then I'm just going to, you know, sell tons of records because there is a huge vacuum to be filled of, of Trump supporters who are looking for people like this. There's definitely that. There's definitely that. It's fascinating to me. It's really yeah. interesting because he's changed the what, what's possible. And this is one thing that Trump has absolutely done. Like when he won, like that changes who can be president. It really does. Because mm. it's now like, okay, we know that the, I mean, we've, we've already decided we're willing to elect someone that we know really probably shouldn't be doing it. So now what? Like we're just electing a famous person? So yeah. is it, what's, who's that, the next that's famous why, person? That's why people are like, well, what about Oprah? Yeah. It's like, no. Well, how about fucking NBC <laughs> tweeted? You know, our president, you oh, know, like a speech my. by our so president. So someone gives a good fucking speech and then we should vote them into office? Who the fuck is in control of the NBC Twitter page? Like That's They insane. wrote something about a speech from our all caps president. Like what? Wait a minute. I thought The Rock was going to run for a while. And he then I win. was like, yeah, well, and then I'll I saw that him. he had a, a big uh, dinner with the Saudi king. And he was like, oh, man, like next time I'm bringing the tequila to your house. And everyone was like... Saudi Arabia is a dry country, dude. Like, and he was like, "Oh shit!" And then he deleted the tweet. It's like, obviously, you just drank a giant bottle of tequila with the king. And the king's not Saudi supposed Arabia. to drink. Yeah. Oh. And a and um, who else was there? Oh, Morgan Freeman, the voice of God in Hillary Clinton's soul, was was with The Rock and the king of Saudi Arabia. Somehow, this is cool, you know. But Bashar al-Assad is a monster. Yet the king of Saudi Arabia is a cool dude who we should have dinner with. That makes sense. Is this the young king that's trying to like yeah, modernize Saudi Arabia? Yeah. What is his deal? He's like he locked up all those people for. Who the hell knows? Probably to consolidate power. I mean, that was the line that came out. Was like, oh, he's you know he's revolutionary, he's reformist, but. I mean, I think that it was just to consolidate power as a power grab. and Someone's cynical. These, hey, come on. It's fucking Saudi Arabia, dude. <laughs> Listen, women can even drive there now, so why don't you relax? <laughs> can't they drive? Can they? They can, right? But not at night or something like right, that. Right, right. They still have to have their yeah, male guardian men. escort yeah. them around. So, dude, last time we were on, wow. Crazy, crazy stuff happened after that, right? Yeah. Huge uh, ass smear campaign. a gigantic uh, pile of email, thankfully to the wrong email address, <laughs> but I still was aware of them, right. uh, of a bunch of people. And it was, a, it was like a, a form letter um, talking about how you're a liar and you're anti-Israel and none of this stuff is happening between, you know, Israel and the, the, I just, yeah, it was, it got weird. It got yeah. weird. It was so, like a, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of emails. I don't even know how many were coming and in. That's, and that's a campaign. That's yeah. a campaign with a large amount of money behind it because the Israeli lobby likes to come down very hard on people who speak out against the crimes of Israel. As you see, this is a third rail issue. No one talks about it, even though it's so fucking obvious. I mean, we hear the mantra, Putin kills journalists all the time. Well, Israeli forces are sniping dead journalists and children on camera. 
and yet the world turns a blind eye. Well, someone got killed just a few days ago, right? A journalist just died yeah. yesterday. He was, was shot in the abdomen. Yeah, they're yeah. all Palestinian. There's been no Israeli casualties, um, wounded or otherwise. But yes, Stand With Us is, a, is directly funded by the Israeli government. It's part of their giant Hasbro operation. And that's they made a video. They were promoting a video trying to debunk what I said on here. Look, you can look at the Empire Files and see all of the documentation of what I said. And that's your stuff. That's all Empire. my stuff. Yeah, the Empire Files. The Empire Files TV, and it's a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to too. But I mean, it's just very easy, easily verifiable facts like that Israeli military law governs the West Bank. This is verifiable in five seconds on Amnesty International. So it was just very desperate measures to try to obfuscate what I was saying. And this is really all they have left because the tide is turning, man. I mean, look, Natalie Portman just signed on to boycott this conference in Israel, and they are running scared. I mean, they're trying to revoke her citizenship because she's basically participating in BDS um, because she said recent events have made her greatly disturbed, as it should disturb everyone, the fact that there's this ongoing massacre and if I could just explain to people what's going on really quickly, it is horrifying, you guys. I mean, there's a thing called the Great March of Return, and it's been completely nonviolent on the side of Palestinians. It's in Gaza, which is the open-air prison where about 2 million people are housed and caged like animals, and they're not allowed to leave. I can't think of any other place in the world that refugees actually can't leave. Otherwise, they'll be shot. So there's like Israeli guard posts surrounding this place. They count their calories. They, they don't let them have concrete, anything that, that can be construed as a weapon, et cetera. So anyway, they, they're protesting this, right, because they have no dignity, no humanity, and no agency to live their lives. And so they're protesting nonviolently. They're going up to the, to the fence and, you know, thousands and thousands of them and 40 people have just been executed. There's Israeli soldiers sitting up perched on a hilltop with sniper scopes. This isn't just random gunfire that people are being hit with. They are deliberately attacking every single person with headshots, with genitalia shots. It's sick. And press. There's people marked press. I mean, that's an egregious war crime. Yet you have Nikki Haley uh, vetoing every single U.N. resolution or investigation into Israel. I can't imagine another country. So I think that, you know, look, Israel can only survive with U.S. sponsorship. And we love to have that beachhead in the Middle East. We love to have that military garrison because we use Israel like what happened in Syria. We used Israel to bomb Syria first to test the waters. We use Israeli forces to execute nuclear scientists in Iran. We use the Mossad to do all kinds of stuff. So we love to have that kind of you know, military military post, outpost in the Middle East that we can use to try to intimidate all those post-colonial states that are independent or we want to overthrow. So I think that's why, you know, a lot of people say, oh, the lobby controls us. And I think that that's wrong. Um, I think that there's a lot of lobbies that have influenced, but I think it's it's more strategic than that. I really do. And so for the Palestinians, mm-hmm. so the Palestinians that are trapped in Gaza, mm-hmm. And if they leave, there's no other way to go other than through Israel? Yeah, well, they – yes. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, what about Egypt and, and Jordan? They can, they can try to go out that way. No, I mean basically they're all in cahoots with the Netanyahu's administration and they're all basically client states of the U.S. So no, they can't leave and Israel controls their water, the passageways, everything. The, they don't let them leave. Like a lot of these people who have been shot with sniper rifles can't even get treatment because they're denied treatment. So there's so many amputations that are totally unnecessary. So now you have like thousands of people who are just amputated. 5,000 people have been shot. 
with live ammunition. And you've been there. And how much time did you spend when you were there? So I was in the West Bank for a month. And um, they let you go back and forth from Gaza to... No, unfortunately, I was banned from Gaza because I was told I was a propagandist and I was not a real journalist. And from... I was told I was an Iranian agent, which was confusing because I thought I was a Russian you... agent. Who was saying The this? press minister of, of... Israel. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they thought it was... They probably calculated that it would be less risky to just block me from entering than having me go in and show the horrors and and the abuses that are going on there. But I mean, we're talking about executing children in sniper scopes. And there's videos of these soldiers gleefully laughing. They are literally like, man, did you see his legs go up? Like, look at that shit, man. Oh, did you get a headshot? IDF soldiers have t-shirts where they have pregnant women in crosshairs that says one shot, two kills. Like these people are fucking sick. Yeah. Is there a photo of that Yes, there is. Look it up. IDF soldier pregnant woman t-shirt. They also have crosshairs of, of babies. Um, what the yeah. fuck? And then, and then not only that, but on top of all of this happening, you have colonial settlers who come down and they're cheering them on. They're like, this is the best show in town. They're sitting there drinking coffee and beer and just cheering on this massacre that's been going on for four weeks. Look at this. There it is. One shot, two kills. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So to stand with us, that, this that is organization. A, this is a, that is a crazy yeah. fucking T-shirt. Yeah. So stand with us and all these other organizations that work on the behest of the Israeli government to try to smear anyone who criticizes it. Your time is up, man. People are waking up. You can't just keep executing people on camera and getting away with it. And, you know, if, if stand with us means stand with the snipers shooting kids from a why sniper they, scope. Why are they doing this? They so, want to terrorize and put fear in the hearts of these people. They don't want them to protest. They want them to sub- submit. They want them to submit. And they want they basically have dehumanized them to the point where they, you know, you can't you can't put a kid in a sniper scope and kill him unless you are you've completely dehumanized him to the point where you think that he's an animal. Um, and that's just that's just how it works. I mean, they've been so dehumanized there. It's not even funny. And what these people are asking is is very simple. They want the right to return, which is authorized by the U.N. when the refugees were expelled in 1948. The right to return to Israel, the right to return to Israel and live as equal citizens. It's not about, you know, abol- like it's not about expelling the Jews or, or people who live there. It's about living and coexisting and having equal rights because right now there's an apartheid state where there's 50 discriminatory laws within Israel proper, not to mention the fact that the West Bank's under Israeli military law, not to mention the fact that Gaza is an open-air prison. So within Israel proper, there's apartheid too. So it's it's sick. We are sponsoring this with $10 million a day. Israel would not survive without the U.S., which is why I focus on ending the U.S. empire. Because I'm like, it doesn't matter if everyone in the world boycotts Israel. We're still going to subsidize the horrors and the daily atrocities with our tax dollars. And they're not going to stop. And that's why this is so fucking brazen. Wow, have we been vindicated, Joe, because I can't think of another... I mean, when else has anyone done something this brazen? Committing an ongoing massacre for a month straight just sniping people who are completely unarmed. This is insane. The only thing I can think of that's slightly similar is when Israeli commandos hijacked that boat. There was a flotilla going to Gaza to bring wheelchairs because they don't allow wheelchairs in. That can be construed as a weapon, even though there's tons of amputees. There was a boat going with aid workers, and they were bringing aid supplies, and commandos jumped on the ship, like helicoptered down, and just started executing like people, humanitarians that were going to bring Gaza aid and the news made it seem like they were they were like look at these people on the boat like hitting them with 
chairs and stuff. It's like, dude, they fucking propelled onto the boat and started executing people. Of course, you're going to use whatever you can to try to like ward off these soldiers. So that's the only other thing. And that really woke me up to the whole situation is when I saw how the media was covering that massacre. So now seeing this, um, I don't know how they're getting away with it. I don't know how people have not woken up to this, but the media, the way that they're covering it is atrocious. They're saying there's clashes. They're saying that the Palestinians are dying of head wounds. It's like, no, just say that they were executed with sniper scopes. Like, this is deliberate. Um, But the way that the media plays around and uses this passive voice is just nuts. Whether it's Palestine, Venezuela, Syria, whenever you have, like, complete media uniformity just peddling a line, probably the truth is somewhere on the other side. What What does Israel want? Like, as a state, like, what do they want from the Palestinians? What do they expect? They expect so, to just keep the status quo, keep business going as usual, never let those people live a normal life. Like, what do, what do they want? And why do they have so much hate? And why, why haven't the Israeli people, like, seen the horrors of this and rebelled? Well, to be a leftist in Israel, it's, it's difficult. And to be an anti-Zionist, it's even more difficult because you're rejecting your entire, like, identity. Your religion as well everything. as your political identity. But look, it's a settler colonial state, just like um, a lot of other uh, things in, in the past. But this is different because it's ongoing. And ever since the inception of Israel to today, the colonizers who colonized that land always knew that there was an indigenous Arab population that they wanted to kill or expel. Um, and that's still the goal, like from Ben-Gurion himself, the the original, you know, prime minister of Israel. I mean, he said there's so many Arabs here. We need to expel them and take them their places. So it was never a land without a people and a people without a land. It was always overrun with Arabs and they've always just wanted to expel the indigenous population so they can have an ethno supremacist state. And that's really what it what it is. And that's so can you be I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but can you be a Muslim and live in Israel? Can you be a Muslim and live in Jerusalem? Yeah, but you but there's so many discriminatory laws that are that basically it's an apartheid state for non Jews. Like in what way? Like what are the laws that um, I mean, there uh, there's so many things that, that people can check out. But um, I would really recommend the work of Miko Pilet and Ronnie Barkin. They're two anti-Zionist Israeli-born Jews who, who have extensively talked about this. Um, but I mean, just, just in the roads, like there's settler-only roads compared to Palestinian. Settler-only. Yeah, compared to Palestinian roads, people have different license plates. You have different ID cards. Um, so if you are a person Segregated schools, like just all that stuff. So you can't go to a regular school? No, you can, but but it's so segregated and hostile, and you're so indoctrinated from an early age to basically hate these people and think of them as the other. And and I encourage everyone to check out interviews that I did with, with just average Israelis um, in the streets because the genocidal rhetoric is very apparent and it's very open. And is these there a people good one that we could play right now? Sure. Yeah, check out Abby Martin, uh, Israelis, candid candid interview. Did you have one opinion of that situation before you went there and then a different one after you came back? Well, I didn't even know what Palestine was until I was 18 years old. So when people say, oh, you're only telling us one side of the story. Look, I didn't know the Palestine side of the story until I was an adult, which really should say something about our education system and our media when you completely obfuscate an entire reality and are only told one side. Um, But before I went there, I, I I, you know, I had a, a, a conception of what it was, but once you go, you really see how much worse it is. So this Israeli party approves annexation plan. Oh, sorry, I lost it. Um, is this the, uh, yeah, yeah. So go to. Coerce Palestinian departure. Yeah, go, go forward like a, 
a minute or two. Go forward like two minutes, yeah. These people? After this, keep going, keep going. And what do you ask? Okay, these this people? is good too. Okay. So, so yeah, start playing here. Um, so I, this is the thing, and also the stand with us people in the Israeli lobby basically said, "Oh, you cherry pick these interviews. You only pick like genocidal people to talk to. What the hell are you talking about?" I was in Jerusalem. It was a place called Tolerance Square. It was a bustling shopping area. I spoke to people from all backgrounds, all walks of life, and I just asked them very simple questions: What is it like to live here? How do you deal with the, you know, problems? Um, and basically, they just were very, very readily like comfortable to tell me very crazy genocidal things on camera like no thinking that that would actually look good for an american audience so keep that in mind and, Let's hear and some check of this it. out a lot of people are sympathizing with the palestinian plight um can you talk about what it's like to kind of live in this situation uh first of all it's very hard i also am an organization it's called lahava it's against the jews and the Mary arabs did you say the organization was did what again? We the organization is the the thing of it is to that Jews shouldn't marry Arabs. Shouldn't marry Arabs. Yeah. Why do you feel strongly about that? Because Jews is a special nation that God gave it to the Jews, and we don't want Jews to get mixed up with, together with a different nation. I think Israelis have to take over and. Uh, they have to kick them, uh, kick them away. It will be much better not to, not to kill them, just to to go back to to Arab countries. As if they you didn't can't live deal there. With these people. There's no need to try. There's no need to talk to them. What we can do is when they, they they do enough harm, we retaliate. That's war, and that's the situation that any Jew who lives in Israel has to deal with. Okay. The Arabs made their name and memory be obliterated. Obliterated. It's about to get really crazy. We have to kill terrorists. They'd be afraid to cause us any more trouble. And all will be fine. They'll be in their villages and we'll be here. We don't have to live together and everything will be just fine. Every Arab that's doing a terrorism attack, we have to kill him. And not because he's an Arab. Because he's a terrorist, I think you should uh, also kick out the family because it all begins with the uh, Chinuch. He's wearing a Sons of Anarchy t shirt, by the way, which is just <laughs> so they strange. Teach the kids the kid does, you know, it's families. I miss this is the, that this is insane. How do you say kick out the Arabs? Come on, tell me the words. I don't know. She's like, I don't translate. I can't translate. She doesn't want to say it. Really well. I I think we should give them a country. If you're doing any problem, you just go in there to give them a country, and then it's going to be a war between countries. You know, if they're going to throw rockets, we're going to throw one big one and done. I don't think there's any answer. This is insane. There's only one way. Like, I would carpet bomb them. You would that, them? It's the only it's the only way you could deal with it. Like, or or try to stop them a different way. It it never worked. You mean all Arabs are Gaza or? I I believe that they like I hope to believe they're they're not, but I do think they are because I never I don't I don't trust them. One more you crazy one them. coming up. 
And that's the only way I believe that. The only, the only way is just to stop it completely. I think that uh, we miserable the, the Arabs uh, make a pigwim and uh, we need to the kill Arabs the make Arabs. Make a, ter- <laughs> a terrorist attack. We need, we need to, to kill, kill Arabs. the Arabs. <laughs> She's laughing. Okay. <laughs> My that's friend's uh, like, uh, all right, have yeah, a good day. We'll talk about this later. I he mean, says. look, this is reflected in polls. Um, a lot of people, uh, uh, when you look at Israeli society, you know, it started off as kind of a socialist project with the kibbutzes, and now it's just turned into a fascist uh, supremacist state where Netanyahu reflects the true face of Israel, just like Trump rep- reflects the true face of, of this country. And when it's getting too toxic for even Natalie Portman to be, a, you know, this ambassador to Israel, you know that the tide is turning. But unfortunately, there's so much shit going on. Congress hasn't said anything. They just totally support this, man. And there's weird like BDS legislation trying to criminalize basically dissent where you have contractors in Texas having to sign clauses promise that they won't support boycott of Israel to, in order to rebuild hurricane homes. What is BDS? Boycott divestment sanctions. It's the movement that Palestinians have asked us to help them to you know boycott. And, and that's what Stephen Hawking was all about. He, he, he boycotted um, scientific conferences in Tel Aviv. So this is what we got to do, and we have to fight our government to stop endorsing these massacres and atrocities. Well, obviously, this attitude that these people have, it's coming from a place, and they were talking about terrorist attacks. Like, how many terrorist attacks are actually happening in Jerusalem or in, in oh, Israel? You look at if you look at the breakdown of terrorist attacks, how many are against soldiers? And that really gives you an insight. Look, these people are being occupied militarily. The occupation is illegal under international law. Um, and resistance is uh, a lot of times acceptable under international law when you're being illegally occupied. So, if so you there look are at, terrorist attacks against well, Israel. There, look, not not many. Um, and when you look at the actual amount of people who, when you look at those terrorist attacks and see how many are against soldiers, like how many stabbing attacks are against soldiers, uh, mm. the numbers become very different. Don't you think it's a uh, it's a bit different in Israel, and they're more unified because of the fact that mandatory military service totally, exists. Totally. So everyone is if, if soldiers are attacked, citizens are attacked. They're all the same thing. Everyone is a soldier in Israel, uh, essentially. Well, no, a lot of these are like aren't armed soldiers that are right. But I'm saying everyone identifies that with that mentality. because they have to do military totally. time. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's the same thing with South Korea. Places that have mandatory military service, they have a totally different idea and concept of nationalism. So they think yeah. – like if, if a military base got attacked in the United States, we would think, damn, soldiers got attacked. We wouldn't necessarily think of it the same way as if, say, Dallas got attacked. Mm-hmm. Someone – a terrorist attack happened in Dallas. We would think of it as an attack on American citizens. Not just military, but their military is their citizens mm-hmm. because mandatory military service. Yeah, and what's really weird is during the last massacre in Gaza in 2014, like half of the Israeli soldiers that died were American because that's what colonial that's what the colonial settlers are. They they go over there from New Jersey and they just post up on top of an Arab village and this is what's happening. I mean, it's half like, of the soldiers that died were American a, soldiers. A, I, I'm, a lot of them were. I'm not actually sure about this. But, but I remember a, a lot where I was like, why are so many Americans going over there? 17 year olds and joining the IDF. Right. I mean, how bizarre is that? 
what kind of mentality do you have to have to move from like a comfortable suburb in Philadelphia to go like move on top of an Arab village and, and harass it, these people? Is it Jewish people that are doing this? Yes. They no, want to go back to the motherland? Yeah. yeah there's yeah. a huge – There's um, always this desire to go to the motherland. Like it's such a tribal thing to go is. to the purest form of the the conflict, right? Like that's right. Touch that's the, the Wailing Wall and – Yeah. I mean that's the spot, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the epicenter of conflict too. That's why it's so sad that so many Palestinians can't ever go to Jerusalem, which is uh, one of their holiest sites is there, and they're banned because, again, they're banned from everything. So, so if you're a Palestinian and you live in Gaza, you're just, you're just stuck. You're stuck forever. And that's why forever. these people are – like people from America, they're like, why the, – you know, that's why you have this mantra like, oh, they want to die. They raise their kids to be suicide bombers. No, when you're in Gaza, you are born dead. You don't have a life. So that's why these people are – giving up their lives to send a message to us. That's why they're doing this. That's the only reason they're doing this is to send a message to us. Help us. That's all they can do is use their bodies. So their concern is if they open up Gaza, the idea is that if the Palestinians come and they live in Israel with everybody else, that they're just going to cause trouble and kill people and create suicide bombs. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's what, the idea. That's what they say. Even though when I and 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 the Israeli lobby and the stand with us and all these people have said, you know, you're you're portraying us as as really different than we really are because they like to portray themselves as this peaceful, loving, democratic nation. And they're like, Palestinians will say the same thing about us. Not true. I was driving around in settler plates in a car that looked like I was a colonial settler. I did not hear one person say anything remotely genocidal about Jewish people. I talked to you look like you could be Jewish easy. Yeah. You could fit right in. Yeah, fit right in. Just move on top of an Arab village. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. And thank you for letting me talk about this because it is difficult to talk about. It. And I'm sure it wasn't easy to get, you know, hundreds of, of emails telling you to denounce me and all that other stuff. Well, I mean, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. I know you. And I'm not denouncing you. <laughs> and you know but. it's coming from somewhere coordinated. That's the thing. There's a lot yeah. of money behind these attack campaigns. Well, so. I, and I understand their perspective if they don't have the same experience that you've had being over there and I mean there's a lot of people over here that ex- are extremely loyal to Israel that have never stepped foot in Israel totally you know and maybe they haven't experienced what you've experienced well not maybe most likely it's just terrifying to me it's forget sad. about whether it's Israel or Palestine forget about what it is the, the idea that people could be stuck born stuck in this spot and really have no recourse and no, nowhere to go and just be thought of by people that live just a few miles away from you, that you're a subhuman. And that the fact that someone can make that T-shirt with one bullet, two kills, and show a pregnant woman with crosshairs on her belly, that scares the shit out of me. That is that is Nazi Germany. I mean, the, the fact that they can't understand that this treatment of the Palestinians in that T-shirt is essentially the same way the Nazis were looking at the Jews. It's treating people as the other. It's a very difficult to understand quality of human psychology is that when we're in conflict with another nation, another person, we think of them as less than us, like literally less human, not human, the enemy. They're that thing that we have to stop, and it's been a part of warfare since the beginning of time. Absolutely. That's what's so trippy to me about like the British uh, occupation of Ireland, because these. You know, I, mean, I don't know if you've yeah. seen that movie, The Wind That Shakes the Barley's. Holy shit! No, that's a I haven't. Movie. Oh, I mean, it's just nuts because I can see 
like the conflicts around the world and you know the otherism is usually someone who looks different than you and mm-hmm. but this is like all white dudes who like all speak the same language yeah. and they're just massacring each other yeah i was in belfast a few years back i did a show out there and after the show we went outside and the cars the police cars they looked like they were in the craziest fucking war zone you'd ever seen the first of all the entire thing the front of the car was completely covered in thick steel they had this big steel grate over the windshield they had bomb, like, bomb shielding all over the car. We were looking at the cop car. We're like, what the fuck is this? Like, oh, yeah, man, this is when the IRA was bombing. This is what they did. They just started setting everything up like this. And we were talking to this driver, and the driver was explaining to us what it used to be like when, you know, they were at war and what people had done to people that knew him and, you know, just people that look incredibly similar to each other again speaking the same language mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just gutting each other in the street torturing each other killing each other protestants versus catholics i mean it's that thing that humans do where they treat an enemy as a something less than them the, the other and just decide that that's the red team and we're the blue team so fuck them mm-hmm. that that is a scary creepy fucking thing that humans are capable of i'm not really yeah i'm confused about the whole religious um like how it grew into a religious conflict because originally it was just the British colonial overlords like harassing the fuck and beating the hell and raping women who were just Irish in, in these villages and towns. And, you know, how much can you subjugate other people and put them in cages like in Gaza or do this and, and harass them and humiliate them until they do something about it? Yeah. I mean, that's just the nature of human beings. You can't cage people. Well, if anybody wants, if you really want, peace on earth the the i mean if, is that really possible first of all right there's always a question like we're so tribal and people are so committed to their side and their team and is it ever possible to eliminate all war but the first step has got to be you, you, we have to be able to identify with those people and see their plight and understand put yourself in their position if you're born in gaza if you were born, you know, in Northern Ireland in, mm-hmm. back when the mm-hmm. war was going on, mm-hmm. if you were born, I mean, f- pick, a, pick a spot where there's a conflict. You've got to be able to realize, like, we got lucky. You got lucky. Mm-hmm. We got lucky we live in California. We got luck- I got lucky I was born in New Jersey. We got lucky we're not in Gaza. We got lucky we're not where, wherever it is, wherever the conflict is. And if you can't see that, if you've blocked off that aspect of your perception, that this is, this is a classic trait that human beings have exhibited since probably the beginning of tribal life, the beginning of like organized groups of people living together in a community, fighting against all outsiders. And it's almost like ingrained in our DNA. The, the way we stay alive is anybody who's outside of us, fuck them. Well, like you said, we're only two people ago. <laughs> it's yeah. only t- literally like, yeah, I that's mean, crazy. How, how crazy is that? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Three <laughs> people ago, we had slaves. <laughs> Yeah. Three people ago. Three people ago. Yeah. People live to be 100. That's it. Yeah, that's real. I mean, that, and no one says that. You know, they no. don't look at it. Like, human beings, we, we rely on information, right? We rely on, like, oh, that's what's going on? Oh, I didn't know. You know, like, we, we, most of us don't know. You're just driving in your car. You're doing your life. You, you're really not getting information from all over the globe. Mm-hmm. How many people accurately even understand why North Korea hates us so much. Oh, no one. The amount of fucking shit we dropped on them 
during we the war. We killed twenty percent of their population. Yeah, twenty percent. Yeah, imagine yeah. how many millions of Americans is that? We're like, ah, oh, that wacky Kim Jong Un. His fucking haircut. <laughs> you hear what he did? He's crazy. He has Dennis Rodman comes over there. They play basketball. <laughs> I mean, that's literally most people. That's the extent of their understanding of why North Korea distrusts the United States. Even though after we decimated, you know, the entire country, all the infrastructure dropped napalm over the entire country, where we actually retreated only because there was no infrastructure left to bomb. And for the past, I don't know, 70 years, North Korea has literally been building up defenses to to prepare for the next time that they know that that will happen. And we're like, oh, my God, they're so fucking crazy. Look at this crazy military yeah. fascist state. It's like, well... I mean, there's a reason behind all these things. They don't happen in a vacuum. I was reading an article today about how their nuclear test site is imploding. Ooh. Like they've, they've blown up so much over there that the fucking ground's caving in. They're opening up a portal to hell. Like, <laughs> like they're blowing a hole through the earth. But something really good could come out of it with the, the peace talks. President Moon of South Korea and Kim Jong-un, and now yeah. Trump is forced to, to jump on board. And if Trump can, can pull this off, then more power to him, man. That's got to be so strange. The North Koreans and South Koreans looking exactly the same, staring at each other across the line. You know, back when I was uh, competing in Taekwondo, it was, uh, you know, Koreans are extremely nationalistic. And uh, the South Koreans and the North Koreans, you know, they would occasionally compete in North Korea. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it's got to be so bizarre to think that if you zigged, if your ancestors zigged instead of zagged, if you were born like 50 miles that way, you'd be North Korean and you'd be stuck under the ruling of this fucking wacky son. And instead, you're over here making Samsung phones, you know? (laughs) Well, for the first couple of decades, South Korea was ruled by dictators mm-hmm. also who were yeah. just as crazy. So this whole like, oh, we're, we weren't friends with him because of him being a dictator. It's like, no, you just were trying to, you know, the whole Well, we supported one side. Yeah. And the yeah, side yeah. we supported makes kick-ass electronics. <laughs> <laughs> and they're addicted to plastic surgery. Have you seen what they're doing with women's eyes over there? No. Oh, my goodness. What? Women in South Korea, it's so common that they get their eyes done. They get their eyes done like an anime character. Whoa. They get their lids cut. Yeah, they get their lids cut and pulled up so that they have these giant Western eyes, but exaggerated. And it's so common that, like, if you didn't know any better, you would think that this is like, oh, well, some people look like this. Yeah, yeah, No, there's so much plastic surgery over there that it's extremely common for these women to get these weird fucking eyes. Jamie, see if you pull it up, because uh, this is something that I became aware of, Jesus, I want to say like eight or nine years ago when I was like, I just thought it was just a girl that looked like that. Like, that's not even a good example. That, That girl still looks Asian. That's a, a boy. Like, look at what they're doing. Whoa. They're, they're, they're westernizing their eyes. But there's some, there's some really good. That guy got his jaw done. He looks better on the right. <laughs> no but way. like that one. That's a good example. Wow. You see what they're doing? It's like they're doing this strange thing with their eyes where they're making their eyes yeah, like larger. A yeah, but it's extremely common. And whitening cream is, yeah. is huge too. There. Yeah, see, they're, they're changing Whoa. their eyes before. After, yay! Look, that so much more eyelashes. Well, I wonder what was going on. Yeah, see Whoa, this girl it looks painful. Yeah, I'm sure it sucks. But afterwards, she gets so much more dick. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I mean, it's. Well, I wonder. First of all, I wonder why 
genetically their eyes are like that. That's interesting mm-hmm. to think of. Like what like we know that the reason why people in England and Ireland and in these northern climates, like why they became so pale. They became so mm-hmm. pale because they had a very strong lack of vitamin D because there's no sun in the air. So they're they basically like a reflector for the sun. They try to absorb as much sun as possible because they live in this cloudy area as opposed to our great great ancestors who lived in Africa. And that's that's literally why white people exist. Yeah. We're just Africans with lack of vitamin D. So race is a is a construct. Oh, fuck most certainly is, but it's also observable, right? Like like there's a clear ancestral origin to certain body types and diets. Like there's certain people that live in um, parts of West Africa that are just fucking phenomenal runners, and there's no denying mm-hmm. that. There's mm-hmm. certain traits that people have that you can clearly say. I think the real problem is when we say race. Like mm-hmm. the real problem, and then that gets us tribal mm-hmm. again. That's mm-hmm. us versus them again. Because it's just humans. It's just humans that it's they're all it's one race. But humans that live in high altitude climates are totally. much more adapted to low oxygen environments. Humans that live in like the Inuit that live in extreme cold climates and have no access to vegetables, they adapt to this specific fat rich diet. Their hands uh, are less likely to get cold. They actually developed like a genetic predisposition to uh, for, for their their ability to withstand cold with their hands like we would go over there and we'd fucking our hands would be numb we'd be like fuck mm-hmm. fuck 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 mm-hmm. fuck fuck and they would just be like playing piano and shit like it wouldn't <laughs> even bother them like that's this is genetic I mean this is because their bodies have adapted but they're one race right it's just humans are malleable we're super flexible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and we could see, you could see that in your lifetime right I mean if someone works out they develop more muscle they get stronger and then there's the concept of epigenetics and the, the possibility that some of these traits and some of these learned behaviors you're passing on to your children through genes. So, have you seen Animal Planet? What do you mean? The what is it? A, so t- it's, is it a show. Yeah, it's a show that it shows how um, animals and, and the symbiotic relationship between humans and animals. It's really mm. insane. And there's a whole Inuit um, section, but there's like you know tribes in in the jungle and stuff who will work with birds to get beehives, and the birds will get the reward and get oh, some wow. honey. And then if you and then if you don't give them any honey, then they'll trick you and take you to like a non beehive <laughs> tree. I mean, there's just it's just nuts. And then helping humans fish and. Man, Blue Planet Two is also fu- fucking nominal. You mm. have to. You would love okay. it, dude. There's an octopus who makes things. a seashell suit. He literally makes a suit of armor out of shells wow. to block himself from a shark. It's nuts. Wow. It's super nuts. Yeah, animals are huge. I mean, they're weird, and we're <laughs> we're we're animals. You know, yeah. we don't like to think we are because right. we can talk and sing songs and shit and get our eyes done but we're 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 animals in some sort of strange way we're the same as trump yeah do you see those big boxy suits somehow he's got a good ass tailor man well, my he favorite look thing obese, is, the, is the trump statue jamie and i were talking about it yesterday in the which was it the presidential house of wax or some shit oh no the disney one please tell me it's bad it's crazy it's like they're punking it. him no way that's oh. great do you ever yes, seen it i look love at it. it look oh at my god look at so it. good make that larger so you can see what it looks like operation disney mind world. Fuck trump. robot trump <laughs> debuts at disney world but i'm telling you it doesn't look anything like him like if i was the person who created like look that's george washington seems normal but look at the trump one wait like what in the fuck is that it doesn't look anything like him Oh god! Like, look at it. So disturbing. Can you pause that, Jamie? He looks like he's like twenty years older than he it is. It doesn't even look like him. I mean, whoever that artist is, like he's got to be punking him. 
is there's no way. He like did some weird shit to his jaw. His jaws like extended and creepy. He made his neck skinny. He was the same artist that did the Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, bust. You saw that, right? It no, looks, he looks pretty much the same. It's See just... if you can go find a photo of it, because in high res photos, there's a low res video. It's difficult to see how shitty it is, but it's so shitty that it looks fake. Yeah. Like, like, no, this is not really the yeah. one. Like, no, they, they fucking commissioned an artist, and this is the artist's creation. Where is this animatronic wax question. museum? I don't know, but I'm going. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's in Disney World. The Why is Trump's Disney family or land? so inbred looking? Um, do you think they look inbred? Eric Home? Trump? He looks odd. He looks like he has no like upper gums There it is. Or like, something. look at that. Come on. Oh, my God. That's They're horrifying. punking him. That's They're punking horrifying. him. Good. Good. <laughs> but either way, good or bad. This is clearly wow. It doesn't is that look like the Hillary. Wax Museum of Hillary? Is, no, do not terrible. tell me that's no. Okay, they suck. Okay, this, this is suck. fire. This guy. <laughs> look at the Obama one. That's terrible. They just suck. I could do better than that. This is I like suck a knockoff wax museum. <laughs> <They put all> the- <laughs> <laughs> look how bad that is. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like him. Oh God! I turn it off. <laughs> it's great that they they can do like Jefferson and Lincoln and all that stuff because all they had was drawings. Oh God! You know, terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know how we got onto that. Oh, humans, malleable (laughs) humans. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, just like slavery doesn't exist anymore in the United States, Mm -hmm. at least. I'm hoping that as time goes on, there's going to be less tribalism. And that as human beings are able to freely travel and communicate with each other, we're going to be dealing with less of this. But isn't it sad that it seems like it's almost getting worse, even though we have all the information available at our fingertips, we're still like we just elected someone who basically got famous politically because he said Obama was a secret Muslim and Kenyan. People terrorist. love hearing that shit. They love hearing that shit and they don't want to hear anything differently. Do you know what's going on it's right insanity. now between Yeti coolers and the NRA? No. It's fascinating because this just shows how tribal and crazy people get. Yeti coolers, they canceled some, they had these programs like go to go to uh do you know my friend ben o'brien's instagram do you know that, I saw that adam green tree, I think yeah too. put it on adam green trees and we'll, we'll we could read it but what what yeti did they discontinued these i forget what they the, the way they, desc- they described the program but they had a bunch of outdated um incentive programs where like you know like if you signed up for something you get a discount like a mm-hmm. discounted program here it is Discount, yeah, outdated Yeti? discounting program. Yeti makes super high-end coolers. Okay. They're, like, really expensive, but they literally will keep ice for days. Ooh. You could put ice in them and go to the desert, and five days later, you have ice in that cooler, and I'm not bullshitting. Oh, you're they're, me, they're fucking phenomenal. They, that. I, that's exactly what I do with it. Nice. Um, they're phenomenal. So, anyway, they notified the NRA, and the organization has changed. Yeti explained to them that they're offering an alternative customization program broadly available to consumers and organizations, including the NRA Foundation. So then the NRA releases this statement that Yeti coolers doesn't want to work with the NRA anymore. They don't support the Second Amendment, so fuck them. So people start blowing up their Yeti coolers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Karen coffee maker. I'm not kidding. <laughs> They filled their Yeti coolers up with that thermite shit, or what, what is that stuff? Not thermite. What's that explosive shit? I know exactly shit? what you're talking you know what I'm about. Talking the about? Steven Paddock had a bunch of that shit in his car. Um, what is that tri- shit? Not tr- Whatever the... F- is that what it is? 
And Yeti supporters blowing up Yeti coolers. Yeti, Yeti says, says it's, it's all big, big. mistake. Look at this. Look at this. Like, no. Boom. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. This is what I think about Yeti coolers. You can suck my dick. I'm American. So they filled it oh, up with this explosive shit. And by the way, these coolers are fucking expensive. They're super engineered. And, you know, they start at like 300 bucks. Uh, so this is, look at them blowing this thing. I'm telling you, these people are just looking for an excuse to blow shit up. But oh there's a great God. quote in this article. What, what is this article from? What is this website? Yeah. This is the Washington this Post. This is nuts. Um, there's, there's a great quote in this article that sort of highlights how fucking preposterous this all is. It's, I mean, I don't think it's the Washington these Post These people one. are such babies. But it's, Good God. It's, but I, I don't think it's that. What I really think is that they want an enemy. They're happy when something yeah. happens. And even though Yeti's explained, no. Their whole fucking business is hunters and fishermen right. and anglers. Right. They're not anti-NRA. They're definitely not anti-Second Amendment. Like, fucking relax. So even after they put out that statement, the NRA doubled down and released another statement. You know you made a big mistake, and now you're paying for it. <laughs> Woo! Let's blow up some more. <laughs> blow them up, kids! I, I really think we have a real problem. And especially, there's a real problem in that regard. Because they need to understand... Everybody need to understand that we, we should all – anybody that supports any outdoor activities has to understand that the conflict – if you have any internal conflict against each other – like, but the thing about hunters and fishermen and all these people, what their real opposition is is animal rights activists and radical animal liberation organization type people. That's the real enemy. The enemy isn't Yeti coolers who makes their business selling shit to hunters and fishermen and anglers. Like, these people are crazy. So this conflict just shows to me, like, people are just looking for a fight. Right. Like, right. you know how long it takes to get all that fucking explosive shit and put it in a cooler? This shit just <laughs> happened. And these guys, we're ready. Yeah, yeah. We got the explosives. We what got the about Yeti? Get down with the explosives, kid. Put it in the field. <laughs> Let's get the camera ready. We got to put this up on Facebook. I need to get some likes. And they're boom. And they're blowing up these fucking $300, $500 coolers. Good. They're crazy. Buy them. Buy them up. Yeah, but now this, this also is really fascinating. Yeah, I'll, I'll send this to you, Jamie, because I sent it to, Unbelievable. to my friend Ben. O'Brien, who's freaking out about this because Ben is uh, he's he's an executive at Yeti, my buddy Ben, and you know I sent him this thing where all these other coolers, um, all these other cooler companies are freaking out and jumping in and saying we're all sick. It's on Deadspin. Here, Jamie, I'll send it to you right now. Well, these people kill me. All all these alt right. I mean, I don't know if they're alt right. It's not even alt right. But a lot of people who say, um, you know, liberals are snowflakes, and you and you yeah. cry about everything. It's like, dude, you guys are literally have built careers off being victims. I mean, yeah. what is happening here? I mean, I know that this is not exactly the same thing, but it kind of is ridiculous, don't you think? Well, to protest, you throw your carrot coffee maker out there and yeah. smash it with a bat. Well, that's John Hannity. He speaks <laughs> the truth, and these goddamn liberals are trying to silence the truth, and I'm not having it from Keurig. You want to boycott John Hannity? I'm going to boycott you. Like the Laura Ingram thing was fascinating. Here it is. Bison coolers. Look at these people. Only tap like if you have a Second Amendment supporting <laughs> family-owned like made in the USA cooler like company. We love Trump. We love guns and Join the Trump. herd, it says. Look at that. Join the herd. How about join the herd? What? Join the herd. The flock, you mean. Yeah. Of sheep, you yeah. fuck. You're trying to get people to be sheep. Like, join the herd. What do you? Why would you say herd? Are people cattle, you right. crazy asshole? Yeah, they're, but they're speaking a, to an audience there. There's a great, great quote in that. Scroll down a little bit, Jamie. Scroll down a little bit. Because <laughs> of the Is Second Amendment. Oh, stop. Like, 
So here it is. Scroll <laughs> down. Video. Scroll down so I could read that bottom text. It says so. Here we find ourselves in the midst of a dumb as rocks arm race between essentially indistinguishable cooler <laughs> bland, brands, all trying to declare their undying devotion to guns more fervently than their rivals. The whole shit is exactly as stupid as it seems. And amid the fog of marketing bullshit and bad faith NRA posturing, there's one truth that none of this can none of this mess can obscure. Four hundred seventy nine ninety nine is too much to pay for a cooler. Thank you. <laughs> well, I disagree because they're solid fucking coolers. They're, they're very, they're worth it if you can keep. If you're using ice, it for what you're using it yeah, for, if you that's keep different. Ice, if you go hunting or camping, you can keep or ice in that thing for five fucking days. Very important. Yeah, to, to I mean, keep those organs. Fresh. They're insanely good coolers. But who wrote that article? Give that guy some that's fucking hilarious, props, man. The Deadspin author, Patrick Redford. God props. bless you, Patrick, props, for that Patrick. dumb as rocks quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking so stupid. They're blowing up coolers. This is what our discourse has become. Yeah. We be- it's like mass hallucinations on both sides of the political aisle. You're either a Russian bot or troll, or yeah. you're everything's fake news, right. and it's all you know, QAnon, or like this a rabbit hole, or you're a libtard or a snowflake. It's Let's talk about that other thing. The QAnon the, thing? No, the guy who blew up, or the guy who ran over those people yeah, yeah, yeah. that is, uh, what is the new word? Ansel? What is the word? Insul. It's um, Insul? involuntary celibate. Yeah. So yeah, these so people is... are killing people because – now Bourdain was tweeting that there's like some sort of a Reddit, Reddit forum with all these folks and there's like 40,000 members. Oh, totally. Well, the, the guy who shot a bunch of women in Santa Barbara a couple of years ago, he yes. was also like, I'm so attractive. Why don't you guys want to have sex with me? It's like a – Look, it doesn't matter what you look like. There's healthy, loving relationships that exist for everyone. Yeah, he was a um, little cutie. Yeah. <laughs> the little murder. He was a little cutie. So it's like, just crazy just to me when people friends. blame women and are violent misogynists because they are, you know, um, un- they think that they're unattractive and they're basically just blame like attractive women for not having sex with them. It's really disturbing. And this guy apparently mowed down a bunch of people in Toronto because he he was one of these people. Insults creating rules. And honestly, this sickens me. What? This is the whole Reddit post. Oh, God, don't go down this. 70,000 now, but I think it was 40,000 yesterday. So there's like a bunch of goofballs that just signed up just to to read, see what the fuck's going on over there. Oh, no. Because people are freaking out. But the idea, okay, here it is. Insult Tears is a place for folks to submit screenshots, not direct links, of crazy stuff posted by self-describing insults. Oh, okay. So it's a making fun of them. So this is the mocking one. There's another one, though. There's another one that Bourdain was p- quoting. Like, so it's disturbing. fucking hard out there for a pimp. I get it. But don't take a truck and run over a bunch of civilians because you can't get laid. Just Should there be classes that teach people how to be nice so people like them? It's <laughs> so nuts, like, man. Like, there's those pickup artist type guys who do, like, seminars yeah, yeah, on yeah, how to pick people yeah. up. Shouldn't there be, like, like, hey, this is how to be a nice person? Right. Like, this is how you want – well, you want a girlfriend? Oh, Okay. Well, you got to be someone that people want to be with. Like, yeah, exactly. How do you do that? Exactly. Oh, well, some people don't know how to do it. Some right. people are just socially fucked up. and They live on Reddit. They don't leave their basement. And this is what comes out of it. It's really unfortunate. They need to interact with normal people in society and realize that there's some someone for everyone. I mean, you know. Not really, though. <laughs> there could be. <laughs> well, maybe there are, right? you got to find an insult women. Are there in, there's no insult women. Women can always get laid, right? There's no such Something thing. tells me there's no insult women. Well, yeah. you know, I know that, yeah. But I mean, did you hear about this term before? I did this? not know about this term before, no. How many of these terms are out there that we don't know about that are going to blow up in our face? Yeah, right? I mean, that are going to commit massacres and then we're going to have to find out about some other weird subculture on Reddit that has been. There's multiple of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a fucking weird time to be alive. Like the weirdest, it's I think, in really history. It's really insane. I mean, like I said before, the mass hallucinations, there's no way to have actual dialogue or discourse about reality because you're a Russian bot. Yeah. The, the liberals have not, and, and I mean the liberals meaning the neoliberal, the think tank establishment, the people that people call leftists, which is a misnomer. But those people are so in denial about the fact that Trump won that they still just have to blame Russia for the fact that Trump is our president. They can't accept that he won democratically yeah, no um so it's really pathetic that now you have them suing the dnc over this erroneous fraudulent lawsuit that's basically threatening press freedom they're basically saying if you publish leaks including t- trump's tax returns you could even say i mean this is what journalists do they publish things that are sure that people give them that's ec- economic espionage they said so this is like this has profound ab- implications for press freedom and it's incredible how desperate they are they're they're slapping a lawsuit on julian assange who's still arbitrarily detained in an embassy. Did they cut on. off his internet? Yeah, they cut off his internet. So how does he get online? He is not online. He's. He, they basically are trying to force him out at this point. And if they force him out, they're just going to jail him on trumped-up charges they because have, they're yep. trying to get him on this sex charge. But hasn't that sex charge been dropped? It was dropped. There's a lot of weird things about it initially. I don't know. Um, you know all I know is that Assange... Uh, they they basically said that they could not promise that he won't be extradited to the U.S., which means they will extradite him to the U.S. And we've already had Pompeo, who's the psychotic Koch brother shill who just got appointed, um, said he he wants to basically see Julian Assange go down. I mean, he had har- harsh words for Julian Assange. So even though Trump talks out of both sides of his mouth on the campaign, he was like, I love WikiLeaks. <sighs> he is going to prosecute him, probably to save his own ass and to pretend like he, you know. Did he say I love WikiLeaks? He he actually did. Yeah, during the campaign, he was. Isn't like, uh, Julian Assange banging Pamela Anderson? It looks like he did. Huh? <laughs> Julian Anderson, <laughs> Pamela Anderson <laughs> brought him a bunch of Chinese See, food to the it embassy. It gets crazier and, then, and crazier. Yeah, it gets crazy. She goes I never to the fucking that Ecuador I'd embassy. Julian Assange, yeah, promote gateway pundit. That's disturbing. But um, what is that? Well, remember last time I was on, you were like, you brought up the whole PizzaGate thing, and we were talking about how Julian Assange has been. Um, I love WikiLeaks. I think that he's trolling, but it's an irresponsible trolling where he's just kind of trying to stir shit. I mean, I don't know if I were Julian Assange, who knows how I would feel being pushed in an embassy and, you know, being arbitrarily detained like that and not being able to leave. Look at all the shit he wrote. Oh, he must be going crazy. I mean, Julian Assange literally must be going crazy. Right. I mean, and especially without the internet, the internet was really what was saving him. So now that Moreno and look at all these quotes. Yeah. Yeah, this just came out, Trump said. WikiLeaks. I love WikiLeaks. I love WikiLeaks. And then again, he says, I love you. October 2016, the WikiLeaks stuff is unbelievable. It tells you the inner heart. You got to read it. It tells you the inner heart. What? Mm. This is, the guy just flies by the seat of his pants. It's so full, fucking hilarious. I know. None of this is prepared. It's been amazing. It's coming from WikiLeaks. And then another one says, another one came in today, Trump said. This WikiLeaks is like a treasure trove. Another one, he says, getting off the plane, we're just announcing new WikiLeaks. And I wanted to say there... <laughs> Uh, that, but I didn't want to keep you waiting, said Trump. Boy, I love reading those WikiLeaks. This is hilarious. <laughs> like, let him go then, Donald. I know. Let that guy yeah. free. Yeah, why don't you... Uh, Pardon him. Yeah. Pardon his ass. Yeah, well, why wouldn't he? Like, I don't understand well, why because, he wouldn't. Because he's a bullshitter. He's a con artist, and he's tricked everyone into thinking that he's this somehow anti-deep state, anti-establishment guy, and he's not. Um, and Julian Assange... You know, if he pardons him, then that's that's his undoing. I think. I think if anything, he'll prosecute him. Where's that girl that accused him of was surprise sex? That's what she accused him of. Like they had sex with a condom, and in the middle of the night, he had sex with her with no with condom. That, without like, a condom. And in Sweden, snuck it in. And in Sweden, it's um. They, I think they called it surprise sex. 
Is that a new term? Just like insults. I think that's what they called it. (laughs) But I mean, how the fuck is that guy going to get exported to the United States because of that? How is he going to get deported? Sex by surprise. Oh, sex by surprise. Well, Pamela Anderson's the next honeypot. They need editors because they should cut out a couple of words there. Yeah, it's insane. And and meanwhile, (laughs) while Trump is this like internet troll, and he definitely is an internet troll. Meanwhile, the evangelicals are taking the fuck over. All these Fifth Circuit court judges that Trump has appointed, they're all, like, from the 1600s. The yeah. like, mentality is, like, 500 years old. Like Sessions scares the shit oh, out of me, dude, too. Dude, Sessions, DeVos, Pence. Pence, yeah. Um, Pompeo it talks about the rapture all the time. Oh, um, the rapture. When is it coming? Does he have an idea? I don't know, man, but they're all doing a self-fulfilling prophecy with Bolton at the helm. I mean, Jesus Christ, with Bolton and Giuliani and Nikki Haley and Pompeo. What is Pompeo. Giuliani going to do? He's going to fix it? He's going to come in and fix He's it? He's another deep state outsider. This this motherfucker. What is he supposed to do? I don't know. He's like he's supposed to like end the Mueller probe, and Mueller's like, yeah, 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 I'll, be, I'll get right on that. The Bolton shit's so nuts though, because it's like, dude, these people were way too crazy to even be taken seriously during like the Bush administration. I mean, they were the most psychotic outliers of the Islamophobic neocon wings. Where John Bolton's writing op-eds saying why we need to attack North Korea first. Um, why we need to bomb Iran, bomb, bomb, bomb Iran. So Giuliani meets with Mueller, at, tries to determine if he has an open mind. Yeah, another headline I just saw says he's sort of he's meeting with Mueller to see or to negotiate an interview with Trump. Ah, do you remember when? Uh, oh, that's it. So he's like the the middleman. Mm. Remember when uh, Giuliani was rocking the comb over? You think he talked to Donald? Go, Donald, just shave it. Look at me. He's Look like at me. Donald. Look at me, Donald. I'm free. Those silkworms. I'm free. That Chinese I'm free. silkworms that make your headpiece. He's got something wacky going on up there. The The, Taylor man. Comey was talking about it. Comey was saying that it appears to all be his. He goes, and I I will admit that I I gave it a good look. (laughs) (laughs) While he was... While I was sucking his dick. You saw the video of it floating. Well, it was Comey. Oh, no, Comey. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Giuliani. You saw the video of it flowing in the wind. (laughs) Oh, that was was horrifying. That was the craziest thing That was horrifying. It didn't even look like... It looked like a demon with a Trump suit on. Yeah, that was really. Oh God, I I actually can't. That's almost like demonic. Oh God, like there's like a monster's underneath there. (laughs) 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 Like they they doll him up, a demon in a Trump suit. Did you see Ivanka Trump holding those vials like she was like trying to cure cancer? She's like Mm, holding these vials like just just uh. Doing her biology stuff in, in the lab. Did she do a lot of that? Just testing some samples. Thank God. They looking at some first diseases. Lady. Dude, yeah. she fucking hates him so much. It's weird, right? Dude. You see when he tries to hold her hand? Oh. And she like, get away. Get away. That's like, there's a bunch of clips <laughs> of him like trying to hold hands with her. She's like, nope. There's a bunch from her wearing the wacky white hat. And he's like, come on, hold my hand. Hold my hand. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. Pe- oh, people are watching. Dude. You got to hold my hand. People are watching. <laughs> Not going to do it. <laughs> it's so strange. It's like that's like when when Anderson Cooper was like, "Did you want to have sex with Trump?" And she was like, "No, of course I didn't." Oh man, oh no! Look at this. I touch, (gasps) I touch your hand. I touch your hand. There it is. That's my pinky. I'm trying to get your hand, but he got it. Eventually, he got got it. it. He got it. Shit. He got it. Did you see him? Look at him in that crown. Poor girl. God. But you know what's interesting? People are really admiring her. Because of her composure through all this, because she's not freaking she out and going like crazy. Statue. Well, she's just kind of keeping it together through all this. I mean, it's got to be hard. Yeah, it Being is. I mean, fucking president after this guy, like the scrutiny that he's been under and whether he deserves it or not. I'm not saying he doesn't, but who the fuck would want that microscope up your ass? Yeah. 
Who would want that? I think it's an arrangement just like him and Stormy Daniels that well, she him, wanted a job in the that. apprenticeship. Yeah, for around. sure. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is like, how are we going to get another mm-hmm. president? Like they're going to – do you know what the fuck they're going to – they're going to look up Kanye's ass with a microscope and he's going to go crazy again. He's going to fl- freak <laughs> out and go to some insane asylum. Like he doesn't understand that. Did he's saying – He tweeted. He was like, does this look like the sunken place? And it's just like his giant corridor in his house and it's like – I, I don't know, dude. I think the you're like, place? oh, because from Get Out, because everyone's like, dude, you're in the sunken place. You know, and Get Out, when he, when he sinks down to the sunken place, but he's like doubling down and he's like, does this look like the sunken place? And it's so like, he's showing his baller his house, mansion. his baller house in Hidden Hills. Just like, uh, have you seen, what is it? Um, Mayweather? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. His, Floyd? Twi- his uh, Instagram is unbelievable, dude. Oh, he's, it's great. It's dude, all it's money hilarious. and bitches. He's all, like, he's, all, he's all like wearing costumes and shit. He's like, I'm the Joker. And he's like, dude, it's not even Halloween. What are you doing? He's, I'm having fun. I got he's $400 million dollars in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> he's just running around Let with diamonds on. Let him live his on. life before a tra- traumatic brain injury. No, I'm just joking. He doesn't even have brain injury. It's fascinating about him. He's, he whips ass. So he's such a good domestic. Whoa, look at that. He's such Does a good defensive like fighter. Pace? This is just counting his This is Floyd, the breadwinner. It says he's just sitting there counting. Dude, there's a hilarious photo of him like sitting in the middle of just this huge empty room, and he's just like, I don't even know. His Find the Kanye are photo. Hysterical, dude. Kanye's a trip. He really is a trip, and he's he's whether he means to be or not, he's a master at getting people to pay attention to him. Whether yeah. whether whether this is just because he's so wacky that everybody's paying attention to him, or whether it's a real calculated sort of maneuver to act outrageous and act like he's out of control but boy is he fucking good at it. here it is look at him it's like dude do you even have any furniture there's like a bench at the end of this weird ass do hall. this look like the <laughs> sunken place cry laugh and he's crying laughing <laughs> no it looks sucks. like this looks like a table it kind of looks like got some shit chairs. man you don't really have good style what the fuck uh well he's got a, a white torso in the background <laughs> scroll up again but what, what is wow. that that torso in the background what's that that's Kim's like, actually, can we just get that out of here? The, the waist is too thick. Yeah. Can can you give this thing lipo? A bigger ass. Give it a bigger ass. So strange. So this is my corridor. <laughs> Look like, at what, my corridor. Is this corridor. a parking lot? Like Look a parking garage? Like, what is Long this? ass this is so open weird. space with white walls. Suck it! Does this look like the sunken Suck. place? Ha 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 ha. Wow, fantastic. Um, babe, we had a rule not this to show our home so on social weird, media. Man. So... <laughs> Can we now allow KUWK, keeping up with the Kardashians, filming in the home? This is so, LOL. so weird. Are they, they're communicating only through tweets. <laughs> She's like, come home and take yeah. care of the kids. They've been waiting. No, I'm out here being a motherfucking genius. <laughs> wow. Poor baby. I'm out here blowing minds. Do you like yeah. how Trump is so desperate for attention that he was like, cool, Kanye, thank you. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, I love you. I love like, you, thank, Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. Yeah. I was talking about uh, how I wanted Kanye – or not Kanye. I wanted uh, to, to meet with Trump to see if I could talk him into actually fighting Joe Biden. It's like, you, you're a businessman. I would you pay to make see money? that. I'd be like, you're, you're the best at everything. You'd be the best at fighting. Hey, we're in a reality star culture. Yeah. Why not? Well, Why you not know how much bet money? on fights? First of all, It'd be awesome. Joe Biden's on death door. All he has to do is have a stiff jab and Joe Biden's right. going down. He's fucked. You know, he could uh, Trump really could win. Just take his just stay just ramp up off, the diet pills. Choke him with the yeah. hairpiece. You can't do that hairpiece is fragile. You can't So dude, last time I was on, I was just about to go to Venezuela and um that was insane. I, I went and embedded myself in the protests there. Holy shit is the media lying about that too. And then um, What are they lying about? 
they're, you know, vices on the ground acting like badasses. They're embedding themselves in the protest and being like, look at these fucking awesome dudes. Um, it was basically fascist mobs tried to lynch us and we got chased out of the country. And then our colleague got shot because we dared to tell that um, the death toll that we kept hearing in the mainstream media that Maduro's mowing down all these protesters. We found out that the majority of the deaths were actually caused by the protesters, like either shooting people, lynching people alive, burning them alive or doing these giant road blockades where they would light giant flaming piles of trash and people would be, you know, flying off the freeway or getting in accidents and shit. And so once we just reported those facts, then this lynch mob came after us. It was very, very scary. And look, I mean, the media is lying about the popular support that that Maduro's government has. Um, There was massive pro-government rallies there and the country's pretty divided where it just depends on who you talk to. So what is um, what is Vice doing over there? I mean, Vice is is an imperial arm. You should, everyone should check out my brother's documentary called Vice a very, is an imperial arm. Oh, dude, hundred percent of the U.S. government. <clears throat> Shane Smith's an imperial Shane arm. Shane Smith welcomed Obama and Biden into their office, and they were like BFF, dude. The COO of Vice yeah, was like Obama's like spokesperson. I I'm mean, good friends with Shane. I know yeah. him. I know him very well. well. I mean, Vice. I guarantee you, he's not an arm of the imperial government. I'm saying they're lying. They're lying. They're lying. Okay. The line, not lying. The, oh, the, the line. line. Because the they line. look, I think Obama and Biden are war criminals. So I don't think it's cool as a journalist to not challenge power. And so when you invite these people into your office and, and are really buddy buddy with them, I'm offended by that. You're such a radical lefty. I love it. I mean, it's true. I think Obama and Biden are war criminals. Even Absolute other lefties. Fucking like, everybody's like, even the lefties like, what the fuck? so fucking lootly. Drone shit? king, babe. Drone King. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of drone deaths. But um, check no out A Very Heavy that. Agenda. My brother's documentary just goes over kind of a lot of stuff about Vice. But I think the problem that I have with Vice is is just like the problem that I have with all, all other corporate media. Like we were saying, there's always a line that's uniform that basically promotes the U.S. empire and promotes American exceptionalism. So Clearly, you've never watched you... Fuck That's Delicious. <laughs> no. What is that? It's the best show on Vice. Um, In Wong's world. Eddie Wong's world. Those two. What's that? Action Bronson. Action Bronson is fuck that salacious. That's his show. You know who Action Bronson no. is? The rapper? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never, I haven't watched it. Never had a human being come in the studio and smoke more weed. Never seen anybody smoke more weed. He was just smoking weed here? He just nonstop. We had an ashtray that we took photos yeah. of it afterwards. Like, this is how much weed Action Bronson smoked while he was on the show. I just ran into him the other day at the UFC. He smoked, like, how many joints? Ten joints? Easily. Big yeah. ass joints. Big fat boys. Just puffed him down to the nub. <laughs> and we were, we were, Jamie and I were stunned. We're like, how's he keep going? That's on Vice, too. So Vice, no, Vice does have a lot of good shit. They got That's a lot the of good problem. Shit. Is that when it comes to coverage of foreign policy, I think they really miss the boat. Well, I think but then they're, they're good too on like. Big. That's the thing. It's it's they'll accept. Um, you know, it's like anyone can kind of submit. It's a, kind of like Huffington Post. It's like a huge tent. I think they have a hard time filtering everything out. I think they've gotten. You know, they were this radical sort of like upstart where p- people hadn't heard of them before, and they were doing wild shit, and they had some really cool videos like. Like the guy to travel, and they did that thing where they went to Liberia and yeah. they met with General Butt Naked, and he's explaining about eating children and cutting insane. their hearts. Fucking insane! So that was all Shane. Shane did a lot of that stuff. That th- and that that's was the all, early days. That's all great, but that that's I I appreciate that that kind of style of journalism. But I feel like what's missing is the context behind it. Like, just Vice will go to like India and be like, "Fuck, this is fucking nuts!" And you're like, "Well, why is there this massive disparity in, in, right. in you know equality?" So, so it's a different style of journalism. But I do think that they. Really really missed the boat on Venezuela, Russia, and, and Ukraine and some other things when it comes to covering global conflicts because 
that's just the problem with a lot of journalism and corporate media in general is that you're towing a line because you're an American, just like we were talking about Israelis. I mean, you have preconceived notions, you have your own bias, you have your own ethnocentric mm-hmm. lens about world issues. So it, it bleeds over into those conflicts. And unless you're like an internationalist, can you see the world from a different lens? But when I was on the ground in Venezuela, I was like, this is not what we're seeing. So what do you think is happening in Venezuela? So what we I mean, there there's a lot of things happening, but the thing that the U.S. government wants to obfuscate, and that's why you see Venezuela continues to come up all the time as another country that needs to be taken out and helped by U.S. interests, right? Because they haven't bowed down to U.S. economic hegemony. It's very simple. So what um, Maduro is- has popular support. Maduro has a mass movement behind him. The Chavista movement is alive and well. And that's undeniable. It doesn't so matter if you the, hate him or love him. But what is the narrative? Like, what are we being told? The, the narrative is that he's a totalitarian dictator who has seized all of power and that he has there's zero democracy and that everyone wants him gone and that the protesters, he keeps mowing down and executing them whenever they come. You're to the saying streets. that's not true. 100 percent bullshit. Huh? I think it's and that's you see the same thing. All these countries, you see the same thing, whether it be Cuba, Venezuela, Syria. I have a lot of questions about the Syria shit that we're seeing. There's um, a lot of people that have questions about the Syria yeah. shit. And they, they don't believe the gas attacks. There's a lot of people that don't think that actually happened. It makes no tactical sense for Assad to do that when he was winning the war and was taking back the remaining territory. To well, do isn't that. it also didn't we let them know that we we're going to bomb them? And like, the, I don't think anybody got killed, right? We don't know. I mean, that's the thing is there's <clears throat> multiple journalists who have gone to the site of of the hospital and they and there's very contradictory narratives. So we don't know until the chemical weapons inspectors go and do their investigation. But why, what I find odd is just the, again, uniformity with putting out these fucking narratives by the same people who, are, who sold us Iraq. Do you remember when Obama wanted to bomb Syria and everybody's like, fuck you. Yeah. And then it just went away. Remember? He, yeah, he had the he, big press he conference. Yeah, he staved off. He staved off a lot. And, and unfortunately, we've, you know, the white helmets over there um, are kind of an arm of the U.S. government, too. We've been funding them with $200 million in, on USAID. I mean, all of these groups on the ground, it's like whether you're Obama and you use more covert means through USAID and more like drone warfare or you're the Trump, John Bolton type where you're like, let's fucking preemptively bomb them and, and kill their families and torture their families. I mean... It's two sides of the same coin. It's the empire that that's consistent and will maintain. But it's scary because Syria, um, it shows you how easy we're duped. You know, I mean, during the Iraq war, it's like at least you had Colin Powell holding up the vial being like, here's the the anthrax. Um, Now it's just like you just have a social media video and we just fucking have Israel, our garrison in the Middle East, bomb Syria to test the waters. And then we just bomb them. And then you have asshole like neoliberal think tankers all paraded around the media, all these generals, right? All these experts who are all literally Iraq war propagandists or generals or defense contractor CEOs. And they're all just like, Trump isn't doing enough. He needs to bomb more. This isn't sending enough of a message to Assad. It's like, when have we ever, when has bombing anyone ever done anything good? What is, tell me when the fucking U.S. has intervened that's actually turned out good. So don't sell this bullshit humanitarianism. It's just nuts that we just keep falling for it. And people are like, well, what are we supposed to do? Fucking don't do anything. Don't, don't do anything. And I know that people are like, oh, you know, isolationism is bad. Look, the U.S. empire is horrific and the largest threat to humanity. The world's biggest polluter, um, exempt from climate treaties, all the shit you never see on the mainstream media. Why? Because it's owned by oil, oil corporations and defense contractors. That's why you see ads for Boeing and Raytheon. Like, we're, we're not looking to buy a tank when we watch the news. 
that's just their overlords controlling the narrative. They know the limitations of the debate. They know the parameters and the framing that they're allowed to work within. They can't even talk about the U.S. as an empire, the world's biggest empire the world's ever seen. Isn't it fascinating the difference between what you hear from Internet commentators who are free of networks and producers and executives that are telling them what to do and sponsors and and the, the version that you're getting on television? The version that you're getting on television on CNN or on any of these any of these major mainstream news networks, you're getting a very watered down, very homogenized and pasteurized narrative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think that's why I do the show The Empire <coughs> Files and, and Media Roots Radio with my brother Robbie Martin at Fluorescent Gray on Twitter. But I do the show with my partner Mike Preisner. Um, because we want to retell these narratives that have been lost. History has always been written by the victors. All of the shit that we're seeing around the world needs to be analyzed within the lens of the U.S. being the largest empire that siphons all the fucking money in the world for military expenses. I mean, every issue, domestic and internationally. Well, let me it's ask all you shaped. this. You're, you're out there doing this. You're traveling to Palestine. You're traveling to Venezuela. You're doing all this stuff. You're, you're writing all these things. You're doing all these videos. Does this ever get too much for you? Is this ever like overrun your brain does this ever freak you out that none of this is getting any better and in fact some of it's getting worse i mean it is depressing to like i was saying i mean that just the the discourse now where i'm called a russian stooge and i was like look i i guess once a putin puppet always a putin puppet doesn't matter if i left rt three years ago i you know i told you well they were trying to fucking ship you off to crimea because yeah get your boots on the ground young lady <laughs> go check out the war zone and then the intelligence report that came out as the definitive <laughs> proof of russian hacking basically said my show that had ended two years prior was part of the reason why trump won so you have all what? this desperation to try to dilute the narrative and call everyone a russian troll and but yeah it's depressing as hell joe because i feel like the sanity is fucking lost and i can't actually have conversations with people and talk about reality because either you're a trump bootlicker who thinks everything's fake news and you think QAnon is going to fucking expose the pedophiles across the country or you think I'm a Russian troll because I'm saying something that goes against the grain. It's really disturbing. We're living in a really, really disturbing time. I think there's too much information, too. I think that's part of the problem. I think part of the problem is the narrative gets so diluted. It's toxified and There's so much shit to think about because, you know, there are pedophiles out there. I mean, whenever someone does get exposed and some pedophile ring gets broken up, you go, oh, that's real? Well, I didn't even think it was real because these people are so fucking stupid and some of the shit that they believe is so dumb. You know, they're, a lot of them are the same people that are chemtrail people or flat earth people. There's like so much of the same shit coming out of these people that when you find out that there is a, a group of people that are pedophiles that, that really have been involved in human trafficking or child slavery, which is a real thing. I mean, this is something that's almost like it's almost like been talked about by so many wacky people that people don't believe it until you read like the. The story about Jimmy Savile. How, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Is? The guy in England. You're like, yeah. wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. How long did this go on for? Or Sandusky or any mm-hmm. of these other? You go, oh my god, like this the is gymnast real. Gymnast team. Yes. That guy. How many gymnasts were molested? Like a hundred uh, more. That I think it was more insane. than a hundred. Right. This is modern times. This is real. Like it's almost like when you hear about someone like that, you're like, that's not even possible. How could that happen? And then you go, wait a minute. He oh now he's in jail. No, mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. And all these poor gymnasts are coming out and saying this guy was molesting me when I was nine and eleven, and it's fucked. But 
you that stuff gets lost in the shuffle because there's so much noise. Mm-hmm. There's so much information, and there's too many things to pay attention. You're telling me about Venezuela. You're telling me about Palestine. Just those two things are bouncing back and forth in my head. And then, fuck, what about Stormy Daniels? Oh, and then there's another gal. There's another gal he paid off. Oh, Michael Cohen's pleading the fifth. Shit. I What's going to happen? Even write jokes. Like, it's like just happening so know. quickly. I mean, well, well, I was also in, in Colombia on the front lines of the drug war that people should check out in the Empire Files, too. And that, that shit's nuts, too. Do you know what I saw that was great? What? That fucking Tom Cruise movie. That what, made, American movie? Made, Made in America, whatever American it is. Made. American Made. The movie about Barry I'm Seals, not... who's a CIA drug runner. Wait, is this older? No. It just happened like oh, a year okay. ago. <coughs> no, I did not hear about this. Barry Seals is the guy who was dropping off the drugs that they would get from the Colombian cartel and he would drop them off in Mena, Arkansas. Do you know that story? It's no, a fascinating story. It was exposed because two kids were there when the drugs got dropped mm. off and they were murdered and their bodies were put on train tracks. The, the trains ran over their bodies. The cops said these kids were high and they fell asleep on the train tracks. Their parents did an independent autopsy, found out that there's stab wounds in the kids. So then the parents brought this information to light. Everything unfolds. They find out that there's this gigantic drug ring that was supported by Bill Clinton. This is a big part of the movie was that this Barry Seal guy gets arrested with millions of dollars in cash and coke. And Bill Clinton calls up the prosecutor and makes him walk. That's real. That mm-hmm. really did mm-hmm. happen. This was all in Mena, Arkansas, when Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas, then goes on to be the president. But this guy was bringing in drugs from Colombia and from mm-hmm. South America mm-hmm. at the behest of the CIA. And it's a big part of the film. Now, how much of the film is bullshit and how much of it is real, we don't know. Well, I, mean, I can tell you, so at the drama. border of Colombia, I fucking walked across. There's like not, I mean, it is ridiculous how open that shit how is. How porous. <laughs> Very yeah. porous. The border is very I'm porous. I'm sure. But now Colombia is a different animal. I mean, sh- I'm sure they're still growing coke there, but it's not what it used to be. I mean, they, you know, right, Bogota used war. to be like yeah. very, very dangerous and now it's not at all. Yeah. The Civil War recently uh, ended and FARC is now de Did you watch Narcos? No, should I? Is it good? Fuck really? Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Dang. The guy who plays Escobar is a fucking saint. I love Emily. Wait, what's her name? Emily the, the mm. woman in it, she's awesome. Anyway, it, yeah, no, I def- she's I awesome too. Everybody's it awesome. Yeah, it's fucking great. I mean, it is really good. Nice. Oh, it's one of those shows where you're like, at the end of it, you're like, ah. <laughs> like in season two, my wife shut it off. She's like, I can't do this. I can't really? do this anymore. Too many people are dying. Like, you but this watch, is what really happened. Watch Waco too. It's oh, um, I'm scared, dude. It's amazing because everyone remembers Waco vaguely, um, but wow. You uh, really need to watch it because it retells the story from um, one of the victim's eyes, and damn. They what killed we did those, to those fucking people. people. They massacred them. When you them. see those tanks blowing fire into the building, yeah. and they were trying to say that it yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. happen, there's yeah. fucking video yeah. of it. Right. You can watch the video of the tank lighting these buildings on fire while people are inside of them. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. driving over the houses while the people were inside of them. That's when the militia movement posed a threat to the government, and now they've just become. Isn't it weird the evolution? How now militia people are like pro-Trump? It's sort of weird, but not the guys up in Oregon that were trying to mooch off public land to ra- to run their cattle. Who knows? They might be pro-Trump. Trump just sold off the last the national parks, Grand Staircase, opened it up for oil and gas drilling. They probably like that shit, man. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Like I've heard very different versions of that from Z- Zinke when that guy's what is he Secretary of the Interior? What is Zinke? Yeah, when he was talking about it, he was explaining that's not what happened and that it essentially went right back to where the way it was before Obama changed the the legislation. 
change the rules. All I know is I don't that understand. it was protected under Obama for a good reason. Yeah. There's dinosaur fossils there. Native Americans have monuments there. But of course, we don't care about Native American monuments. We just care about Confederate monuments. We don't care about abolishing all the Native American land and all the treaties. We just care about protecting bizarre Confederate statues around the country. I I don't think we should protect Confederate statues in in the sense that I don't think they should be in like you know the middle of fucking time town squares and shit <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <clears throat> but they should do something with them the same way they should do something with Genghis Khan statues. Throw them in just, a museum. Yeah. Do you know that most of those things were made during the um, the Jim Crow era? That's, That's when a really good point. Constructed. That's an yeah. amazing point. A lot of yeah. people think that it was right after the Civil War, and no. in fact, it was like in the sixties. <laughs> it was during the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah. It was a protest to the Civil Rights yeah. Movement. Oh yeah, well look what we're gonna do here. Yeah, we'll put it you here, want right rights? Town Square. You want rights? You and want to drink shitty. out of our water fountain? Well, here, here's a statue. And they're shitty statues too. A lot of them like really poorly constructed. They made them quickly. Yeah, there's, it was a protest to the Civil Rights That's Movement. Crazy. A lot of them. Yeah. That's crazy. But the thing is, like, they are. A representation of history, just like a Genghis Khan statue would be a representation of that monster. I mean, we think of Genghis Khan as a guy who opened up trade with China today. You know, you vaguely understand mm-hmm. that he was responsible for the death of 10% of the population of the world back then. Changed yeah. the fucking. New York Times had an article about how he changed the carbon footprint of the earth. They, there's literally a difference in the carbon footprint because 10% less people were alive. During Genghis Khan's reign. Because they killed everybody. They Damn. fucking were killing millions of people. There's a great Dan Carlin series on it called The Wrath of the Khans, but I've talked about it way too much. But today, <laughs> Genghis Khan's not offensive. Like, you could bring up Genghis right. Khan, nobody cares. I mean, he's way more horrific than anything that happened during the Civil War. They had slaves, and they, they did everything. They, used, they, they would capture people and use them as the front lines. They would push them towards their own people so they would get shot. They would be the first people to get shot with arrows. You know, I mean, there's some horrific shit, but I, I don't think, think we should melt Genghis Khan statues. I think the Confederacy is just so much um, more recent, recent in people's yeah. minds that they're we like— We should do something yeah. with it, though. I mean, I don't think it should be in town square, for sure, yeah. in anybody's town square. Yeah. But I think they should do something with them instead of melting them or smashing them. They should put them somewhere, at least for the future, at least for future people to like look back. Like, look, this is how fucking wacky people were. In the 1960s, they constructed these homages to the 1800s when slavery was legal. They constructed these statues to sort of paint these people in this heroic fashion mm-hmm. that were fighting to keep— Black people, slaves. That's part of the thing. That was, this is all right there. It's part of the history of this country. We've got to put it somewhere. I mean, I'm not saying it should be worshipped. definitely shouldn't be prominently featured. So yeah, put some it in a black kid has museum. to feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, put it in a confederate There museum. should be something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And But it should be like detailed description of yeah. when it was constructed exactly. and why it was constructed. Exactly. Who made it? What was right. the political affiliation of the people that created it? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Stop this whitewashing bullshit. Like yeah. the, every time MLK Day comes around, I'm always just like, did you know MLK was like a rabid anti-militarist and anti-imperialist? No, because they he was the most hated black man in America. Yeah, at the someone time. said, did you know that he used to fuck all these white women? Like, who doesn't like fucking white women? Who gives a, a fuck? Lot of fun. What he did. <laughs> in his personal Probably had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the bad thing. Oh, well, you just turned it around for me. Oh, Fuck you know him what? now. Fuck MLK. That I have a Let's dream speech could suck my <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so strange what people, how they, they turn on things. What, what do you think about like. this whole like dueling narrative, though, about Trump? Like how 
he's somehow absolved from all of his wrongdoings or he's a Russian plant. Like, are mm. you having trouble talking to people about that? Well, or what do you think? Well, I think the good thing about him, this is the good thing, is that we realize now how easy it is for a person to win the popularity contest that is the presidency of the United States and that you could get a popular person, whether it's Trump or whether it's Oprah or whoever the fuck it is that decides to win next. And this is a ridiculous way to pick the person who runs the biggest fucking military <laughs> complex the world has ever known. I mean, the greatest army the world has mm -hmm. ever known by far is the United States military. The commander in chief is now the guy who was the host of The Apprentice that was famous for saying, you're fired, you're fired. <laughs> I mean, he's, this is... This is a popularity contest. Yeah. It's insane. You don't have to have special qualifications. You just have to be deemed the people that the, the person that the people like the most. Yeah. That's insane. It's also insane to have one giant alpha chimp to be the top guy right. or the top gal to run the whole project. And I saw that with Hillary, too. There were so many people that were looking for Hillary to win because they wanted a woman to win because they thought it would be a historic victory. Regardless of how fucking creepy she is, regardless of all the crazy shit that she's done, regardless of her history, regardless of all the... the fucking way that they hacked the DNC and they, they literally conspired to keep Bernie Sanders from winning the nomination. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they hacked the democracy. They did it. Not the Russians. And everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, didn't yeah, work. Yeah, 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 totally. It didn't work. It doesn't yeah. even count. Yeah, screw it's voter ID, voter suppression, all that shit, gerrymandering. They wanted a woman so bad that they were willing to... And they can go like, back to sleep. Yeah. And then we'll have a gay person next. Ooh, you know, the black person, the woman, person? or a trans person. Trans person. Mm. I mean, honestly... That, and that's the problem. I think that's the conflation with like the left and the neoliberal um, think tankers is that they use identity politics to sell more corporatism. Yeah. Like they use it to brand slap pink shit on Boeing jets and be like, happy yeah. Women's Day. Right. You know, I mean, right. but it's not like they actually care about oppressed and marginalized people. So it's it's really we're in, interesting. We're in an infancy, the infancy of understanding. Mm -hmm. We really are. I mean, three people ago, three people ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like three people from now. We're like, these fucking apes were crazy. You know? <laughs> I really do think that they got, they got the apprentice I, guy. Yeah. I think we're in the middle of it. You know, whether it's the apprentice guy. I mean, if he didn't win, what would you want? Fucking Ted Cruz to win? Get the fuck oh, out of here. God, that guy's man. out of his mind, too. Oh. And now all he's doing is sucking Trump's ass. You see all those Can speeches you, about him? Dude. Crazy. Trump calls his wife a dog. Yeah. Says his dad killed JFK and, Trump, yes. and, and Ted Cruz is like, you know what? I'm, I really like him now. Yeah, Lion I Ted. I just really like him. I love how he calls people a name, like, like Crazy Hillary, Lion desperate. Ted. He gives <laughs> people names. But there's a lot of things that he does that I wish he wasn't the president. I wish I could just laugh at some of the things he does and I wouldn't feel bad about it. Right. You know, because he's a fucking loon. I mean, he's a crazy old rich dude. He does a bunch of wacky shit that I find to be incredibly entertaining. If he wasn't the leader of the free right, world. Right, if he wasn't in fucking power. He I mean, I think... I don't think if, he wants to be there either. If Trump... Well, Paul Ryan sure didn't want to be there anymore. He probably got some sweet-ass deal with some big pharma lobby or something. He's probably realizing, like, the writing's on the wall for him. Like, yeah. he, he's like, oh, I see what happens if you're president. Like, Fuck mm, this. Yeah. I'm catching radiation like, sickness uh, just from being on the outside. Five million dollar check waiting for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go fishing. But uh, I don't... I think the Democrats are so stupid, Joe, that um, you even saw their slogan come up for 2018. It literally said look at the other guy oh, that was their that's, that's their, their genius thing? slogan look at the other they're guy. gonna do the same thing <laughs> they're gonna do the same thing trump is gonna win again guaranteed do you think so? i guarantee you unless they 
really let Bernie Sanders uh, take the reins. And I just feel like they're too threatened by his economic policies that they're not going to. By the time Bernie wins, his head will be <laughs> right where his nipples are. His head just keeps sinking further and further down. He keeps oh. getting more. <laughs> Everybody, I guarantee you all a job. That's his latest one. He wants to guarantee a job. Who's going to make these jobs, Bernie? You fuck. You don't know shit. But look you at can't how, say that. Look, you can't say you're going to guarantee a job. Because who's going to make the jobs? You're just going to make up jobs? What are you going to do? Where are you going to get that money? Are you going to take it from me and give it to people because you have, give them a fake job? Yeah. What are you going to do? How can you say, I'm going to guarantee every American a job? That is a fucking insane thing to say. Has he said how? No, because here's the thing. What if you just like, I'm on a job. And you just la- you don't want to do shit. You're lazy. You're a fuck up. Well, I guaranteed everyone a job. <laughs> so you get a job too. But I got fired. You guaranteed me a job. Here's another job. I don't want to be a liar. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to give everyone a job? It's literally not possible. That's a fucking insane thing to say. I guarantee a job for everybody. You know what's not insane, though? Saying the other shit that he says. I mean, he's been out on the floor. You have to give him credit for the last 30 years, whether it be Gulf War syndrome, like GMOs. I mean, he's out yeah. there fighting he for, for He's for an people. important yeah. radical. Yeah. Like, it's important to have people. You, you have to have, like, both sides. You have to have radical right, radical left, and let's meet all somewhere in the middle, you know? But if you look at, like, Europe and other countries, he is considered probably center. Yeah, like probably. you look at Jeremy Corbyn, he is like he's he's Bernie Sanders on steroids. Where he he's where's he? He's in Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah, and well, he's called Britain's a Russian going through their own shit, right? Yeah, dude. But um, what's crazy about the Hillary sycophants is like you see Neera Tandon and all these assholes who worked for Hillary Clinton's campaign on the fucking eve of Trump bombing Syria. They're like, thanks, Susan Sarandon. Thanks a lot. Great job. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, Susan Sarandon made Trump bomb Syria. Uh, you dickwads. <laughs> Sarandon did it. <laughs> Thanks. Blame her. And it's also like Hillary would have been would have been bombing Syria very quickly. Yeah, she, she would have called just for a no shot everybody. Zone. She's got a big dick. I mean, do you remember that? I mean, everybody quickly forgets that Gaddafi shit. You know, when oh. she was laughing in that interview, <gasps> laughing, laughing. We came, we saw, he died. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Like, who are you? Who yeah. the? What person laughs like that when someone gets killed? Mm-hmm. Even if Bill Cosby, if some woman who Bill Cosby raped showed up outside the courtroom and he was walking down the stairs and she ran up, leave Harvey Oswald, Jack Ruby style, and shot him right in the chest, I wouldn't laugh. I'd be like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> but I wouldn't be like, we, she dead. came, she saw, he died. Where's your pills now, faggot? You know, I wouldn't say that. I, I, would be, I would be freaking out. I'd be like, wow, that guy just lost his life. What a crazy life that guy right. had. That guy's life was like this magical ride of celebrity until he got busted raping people. And then the last years of his life were in a hellacious state of being accused of something and and probably only got a fraction of what he was actually what what he actually did i mean how many women out there know that they were raped by him and just said nothing because they just don't they don't want to be a part of it the the big public circus and how many victims are there already fuck it's at least 50 it's at least 50 yeah i mean other than weinstein is there anyone else that's that much of a serial rapist see but the weinstein thing was like he was forcing them to have sex with him in order to give them roles he wasn't drugging them it's just as creepy in a way but it's not quite the same thing because bill cosby was almost like a monster right like he would like lure you in. who knows what the fuck he did to you while you were passed out for a day in his house yeah but he's also the what he posed at like Weinstein right. was this fat gross like, guy look like Shrek yeah. personified everybody knew human. who he was yeah. everybody everybody knew stay the fuck away from him don't right. go up to his room he's a monster yeah that was the whole thing with that guy but what 
what Bill Cosby was with this moral voice of mm-hmm. black America. Pick your pants up. Yeah. Don't, don't you have those, those sagging jeans using all those bad <laughs> words? Do you remember what we were talking about before? Do you remember the Eddie Murphy thing? Where he called up, at Eddie Murphy had it in his movie, Raw, right? It was in Raw or Delirious? Might have been Delirious. Delirious was so, so good. fucking so good. good. But oh, he, man. he had to call up oh, Richard Pryor. That. He called up Richard Pryor. See if you could find that. See if you could find that online. Eddie Murphy on Bill Cosby. Because he, Richard Pryor talked shit to Bill Cosby about oh, that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill Cosby wasn't half the fucking comedian that right. Richard Pryor was. Yeah. And I'm sure that bothered him. Here, play this. Look at his outfit, damn. A bit of Bill Cosby. Holy shit, he has a good outfit on. And chastised me on the phone for being too dirty on stage. It was real weird because I never met him. And he just thought he should call me up because he was Bill and tell me that he did about what comedy is all about. And I sat and listened to this man chastise me. And when Bill Cosby (laughs) chastised you, you forget you grown. You feel like one of the Cosby kids. I ran in the house all excited to talk to Bill and picked up the telephone. And Bill got raw on me. I was like, hello, Mr. Cosby. And you hear, I would like. To talk to you <laughs> <laughs> about some of the things that you do in your show. Oh my god. Forget how good Eddie Murphy was. Oh my god. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> I would like to tell you a story. I have five. Children. One, two, three, four, five, five, five children. I live in Massachusetts with my wife, Camille, and my five children. Now, of the five children that we have, there are four girls and a boy. The boy's name is Innes. He loves everything you do. Comes home from school the other day with a big smile on his face. And my son looks just like me. He walks through the door looking at me with this big smile. And I cannot resist. Because it's such a beautiful smile. And he walks up and I say, what are you smiling about? <laughs> and the child says to me, I'm smiling because I need money to go see the Andy Murphy show. Please give me money for a ticket. Now, if the child is smiling this way because he needs money for a ticket, I have to give him money for a ticket. I do not handle the money in the house. My wife, Camille, handles the ticket money. So I must go Is he wearing like a big cool scarf? Yeah, my wife awesome. is cooking dinner for the family. Where is he wearing? He's wearing motorcycle like gloves. In the 80s? It's so Only dope, him. dude. God, I missed that. Anyway, it is a long bit. It's like six I minutes and 50 that. seconds. It's, so it's great, but man. basically he calls up Richard Pryor. Yeah. And he goes, uh, Richard Pryor said, do the people laugh? Do you get paid? Well, tell Bill to have a coconut smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but that was real. Take Bill Cosby really did, really did call him up. Meanwhile, while Eddie Murphy was doing that, you got to realize this is the 80s, right? So while Eddie Murphy was doing that sketch, Bill Cosby very likely was probably raping somebody. Oh, absolutely. It's entirely possible. He's probably raping him the, the, as he was on stage. It's entirely possible. Yeah. You got some I, notes I, just saw, I just saw Whoopi Goldberg uh, do stand-up. Have you seen her recently? No. It was... Really interesting. I mean, she it, going back to the Where'd whole talking her? about her pussy. Whoa. Um, yeah, no, it was crazy. I thought she was going to talk about 
Trump or some shit, and she came out talking about her, her vagina is so so dry that she has sand coming out of it. And then <laughs> I, I saw her in Vegas. It was mm. it was really was it good? Um, it was interesting um, to see. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to see Whoopi Goldberg be like extremely fucking dirty, was, but it was were also laughing? yeah, uncomfortably <laughs> in a lot of places. <laughs> Um, but then she opened it up to Q&A, which I thought was weird. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How did she do that? Did she have a line of people or did she just have She was just like, people? and you know what, now I'm going to open it up. She was like, ask, ask me anything. And I was like, oh. I don't know what the fuck, like, what to are people going to ask you? People were yeah. like, how, how was a ghost? <laughs> What's it like working with those cunts on The View? <laughs> 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 How do you not murder Megan McCain when you're sitting next to well, her? Well, who's the one that she used to always get in a Elizabeth fight Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Yes. Yeah. Whatever happened to that gal? Got replaced by John McCain's daughter, I guess. How right. the hell is John McCain still alive? He's had brain cancer for like a year. He's just going to get some more surgery. He's got some new surgery, like gut surgery a coming plant on. in his yeah. brain. He's got something going on in his gut. He's going to have to get intestinal really? surgery. Yeah. Serious shit. Um, what that Elizabeth Hasselbeck chick, she was like the original Megyn Kelly. Yeah. Like the original hot, blonde, mean lady. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. hot, blonde, mean, conservative yep. lady. <laughs> this, shut your ass down. There's a fucking market for those. Oh, yeah. Hot, blonde, mean, conservative lady is a tough market. It's yep. a good market. Yep. You know? People Again, love fill, that. Fill in that vacuum. The Tommy Lawrence. Yes. The... They love it. Get Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> How weird is it that Megyn Kelly is just now this like weird talk show host, just a normal like an Ellen? She's like trying to rebrand herself as an Ellen. It's like you cannot Every go from like then, a though. Fox News mouthpiece, you know, frothing at the mouth about all the shit to just being like, hey, let's just uh, let's talk about your relationship problems. It's just an odd switch. Yeah, but the I don't fangs, the fangs come out. Every now and then. Yeah, the Jane Fonda shit. You know what the Jane Fonda no. shit? She asked Jane Fonda about plastic surgery. And Jane Fonda oh, was like, what? Yeah, it's like, what yeah, the fuck yeah, are you yeah, asking yeah. me about plastic surgery? Right. I'm here to promote a movie. Right. <laughs> oh, we have three minutes. You she's know, like, bitch, what I it, look good. Yeah, but, but it's like, it. she's talked about having plastic surgery. So what? Right, right, right. I mean, why? That's but weird. She's, because she's, this is not organic, right? Yeah. These shows are not organic. It's not a podcast. I'm just sitting down talking. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she wants to get some sound bite. And this is probably like part of the agenda. So Jane Fonda shut her down. And she started talking about the movie again and then talked about her. And so then later on. She looks damn good. She's not, not bad for 150,000 years old. So <laughs> and then people, yeah. later, <laughs> later on, Megyn Kelly started talking shit about Jane Fonda on the air. That's Saying insane. about how people used to call her Hanoi Jane. What? She went back to that. But you could oh, see the fangs come out. You could see that. Remember when she said she alluded to the fact that Trump poisoned her the morning of the debate? I think we talked about that. What? Yeah, well, she got coffee from some weird driver the morning of the debate. And we already know that that crazy shit was happening between her and Trump. And she said she got violently ill. She was trying to tell him, I don't drink coffee. And then he was like, no, drink it. It's good. She drank the coffee, got violently ill, and had to like sit next to a puke bucket, almost thinking that she would have to cancel the debate. Basically alluding to the fact that Trump might have poisoned her that day. Come on. Um, I swear on... I don't know. I have never taken Swear. coffee from some strange dude right. that forced me to drink coffee. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm not as famous as She's Megyn recanted Kelly. it after he, he got elected, maybe out of fear. Maybe she was like, oh, shit. If yeah. he really did do this, then uh. <laughs> A lot of people shit their pants once he got elected. Yeah. You know? Scorched earth. I mean, lot, he, he made a lot of enemies and a lot of people made enemies with him. It's going to be really Scary. interesting to see what happens with all these criminal charges and 
what's going to happen with Cohen and all these other people, the yeah. Mueller investigation. It's so strange because it's all just we're waiting for something to be highly illegal and obvious, and it's not yet. So I'm like, where's the thing? And when the thing right. comes out and people start going down, they start going to jail. Well, who's going to rat him out? What's going to happen? Who's going to get? Who's going to pardon him? I mean, that's who's the thing is that to impeach him, you have to have a consensus in the Republican majority Congress. So I don't understand how that's going to happen unless he perjures himself, right? The perjury trap, like Bill Clinton, unless he says some shit on the stand. But I think that he's smart enough to just say yes, no, I don't know. Hopefully, well, people or not are saying hopefully. I want him to be fucking impeached. I fucking hate that guy. The Trumps. People were <laughs> saying that Trump supporters, Pence too, Republican but. Trump supporters, are the ones that okayed the Mueller raid. On Cohen's office, right? What do you mean? When, I missed that. When, the, the people that raided Mueller's office, right, that Trump supporters, Republicans, had to give the green light. Oh, yeah. oh Everyone in the chain was, oh, yeah, Republican. Oh, oh. Yeah. The judge was appointed by Trump, I believe. Ah. Yeah. 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 Mm. So this is like, this, there must have been overwhelming mm-hmm. evidence. The crazy thing about this is it's almost like Game of Thrones. Like it's playing out so slow mm-hmm. and delicious. I know, yeah. <laughs> like a year and a half in you're like where is the proof <laughs> it's strange what is it? it just keeps building and people keep getting indicted and people keep getting pulled in and cohen just pleaded the fifth right is that what I happened hope that little pussy kushner gets indicted for something man that have you heard the one speech he gave and you've never heard from him again because his voice sounds like a little mouse like never heard him talk. there's a good reason for that because he talks like this he's like hey jared kushner he reminds me of american psycho yeah you know? Totally, dude. Just is, methodical, like pretty boy, J. Crew, fucking. <laughs> oh, God, he's such a disgusting. Look, look at him. him. There. Let me hear him. Let me hear him. President Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Isn't that weird? When my father in law decided to run for president, <laughs> it's almost like I'm I served <laughs> his campaign the best I could because I believe in him and his ability Pause. to improve the lives. Pause. Of- Did he reach puberty how does, yet? How does Donald let that guy fuck his daughter? Because his daughter's <laughs> exactly. so hot. And he wants to fuck her, right? So it's like, how are you letting Ooh, him, this guy, fuck her? He only lets him fuck her. Only if I'm in the room. <laughs> they do it right. Praise her. <laughs> Touch her feet. I did not collude with Russia. I like. He's like, I did not collude with Russia. I need more of that. I want to hear his voice. It's fascinating. All <laughs> Americans. And now, serving the president and weird? the people of the United States has been the honor and privilege of a lifetime. Oh my God! I am so grateful I believe for the him. opportunity. I'm so grateful. I'm sold. On important matters, <laughs> you know what? I actually like him such now. Such as Middle East peace. <laughs> Hold up. And that guy's a man of character. <laughs> He's got a strong Just, will. He, I bet that motherfucker never quits at anything. Mi- the Middle East conflict. Remember yeah. when he was like, you know what? Jared Kushner is actually going to solve the peace between Israelis and Palestinians. I, I was like, like, oh really? Interesting. I would oh. like to see that guy hike with a heavy backpack. <laughs> see how long before he starts crying. <laughs> I bet he's got about 14 minutes in him. <laughs> I want to see him. Even, can you imagine him doing anything strenuous at all? His hands are probably like silk. They probably do this thing. Where they, like they what, pinch, paraffin wax? Like little, tiny, little tiny hands. <laughs> he puts his hands in paraffin wax every yeah. day and just lets them sit. You know he gets manicures for sure. Oh, good God. Strange. Look at his face. Strange character. Probably gets a little facial every but day. But his wife, his wife is hot. Like Donald's daughter is fucking smoking hot. Yeah. She's got a lot of work done. Is that what you're going to yeah. say? Really? But, I mean, whatever. I'm, Did not, she? I'm not against getting work done. Yeah, I've seen South photos Korea of her. South Korea style? <laughs> I don't know about that. That's like weird <laughs> shit. That's um, like changing your ethnicity. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's nuts. But yeah, yeah Jared Kushner's nuts. Um, all these people are, man. They have a kid, right? Oh, they have a bunch. I think they just had their third child. She's in there hammering it. Yeah. Somehow. Look there. Look, she's Look fucking smoking hot. Where you go? What do you? Hey. If I were Trump, I'd want to fuck her too. Woo! Just kidding. I can imagine. 
No, it's Ooh. it's interesting too. Like Stormy Daniels and the other woman who said you know that she had an affair with Trump. She said that both of them said that Trump told her, "You remind me of my daughter Ivanka. You're beautiful and smart." Mm. And then they had sex. Holla! Holla to play. Well, you, you can't bang your kid, <laughs> but you can bang someone who looks like him. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Remember when Ted Cruz liked a porn treat? Did he? Yeah. Are you sure he did that or someone I, in his staff did that? I think it was fucking him because the Ooh. woman in the porn video looked exactly like his wife. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Louises. What, what, what presidential candidate is ever going to come out and say, I, just, I love porn. It's great. Yeah. You know, I can masturbate and then be done with it and I don't have to have sex with anybody. Yeah. It's great. Why not? I mean, well, Obama admitted that he almost shot up heroin. It's like, why couldn't Trump have just said, yeah, I banged a porn star. Who cares? Did he, almost, did he say he almost shot up heroin? He said the needle was like, oh, yeah, he said that he was almost going to do it. And he was Whoa. sitting there and yeah. That's heavy. Yeah. But, like, why did Trump go through this whole NDA nonsense knowing that it could bite him in the ass? Because he probably didn't think it was going to bite him in the ass. Yeah. He probably thought that Michael Cohen had it locked down and then, you know, they'd paid people off in the past, I guess. And and probably no one cared until he became president. Right, right, right. Once you're president, the scrutiny is just so overwhelming. I mean, it's not just a scrutiny from the American media. It's a scrutiny all across the world. I mean, everybody's paying attention to everything you've ever done ever. And with him, him, honestly, the thing that scares me is not that. The thing that scares me is all the business deals. What's crazy is how many small business owners went under because Trump had these relationships, apparently, allegedly, whatever I have to say, with – you know, he would, they would do these construction jobs and small contractors would just not get paid and they would have to sue and they would wind up going under. They couldn't, they couldn't compete with them. And this is something that Joey Diaz talked about on the podcast that he knew people that were involved in construction companies that went under because Trump fucked them over. Wow. This is like a standard thing that he would do back then, not Damn. pay people. Damn. Yeah. I mean, he had a reputation. So Google Trump had a reputation for not paying contractors construction contractors it's it was it was a real issue and it's an issue of character and morals and ethics that is to me way more important than who he decides to have sex hundreds allege donald trump doesn't pay his bills oh god look and it's all just workers, among those who say painters. billionaire didn't pay dishwashers painters waiters yeah the lowly minions know. you know and then you know how much of that is he doesn't really pay because someone else pays for him and it got lost in the shuffle and you know we know kushner's a giant slumlord too yeah i mean is he? oh yeah yeah i mean he looks like a slumlord yeah they're all imagine, criminals i mean you gotta God, go that guy can you imagine him? being trump having as much money and property as you do and not having any criminal activity i mean how the hell you can't be that fucking be hard position of power, you'd have to man. know a few crooks you know and just the amount of money that's involved like how the fuck can you pay attention to all that? Like, you'd have to have some like, to, to think that he's responsible for all that is also naive, honestly, because if you really look at the amount of properties that Trump owns and to think that he's paying attention to all that and the management mm-hmm. of all that and the paying of the contractors and all that, but it probably trickles down from the top, right? Like right. The, the, the kind of ethics that would be involved in not paying off contractors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that's why the whole Russia thing just kills me because, like we were saying, it's been a year and a half. There's been no smoking gun. It's just a whole bunch of little things like, oh, Russian trolls online. Right. This, that. The DNI report, which I was in. Um, but no one's talking about the fact that he obviously has ties with Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Israel. Like all, There's collusion with all these countries. Why just stop it? Russia. Well, did you see what he said today? He said that Comey lied and that he did stay the night in Russia. Comey lied in his memo. That's oh, what he's saying now. I did not catch that. This is the latest. Ooh. So Ooh. something happened. 
whether he's realized that they, they, they found his flight records and they realized that the jet was in Russia for more than 24 hours. So then he said, Comey lied. I never said I didn't stay the night in Russia. So I was like, ooh, this is, this is a strange move here. Yeah. Because this is either check or checkmate. Like, this is a sneaky one. Like, what happens here? Because if Comey lied, if Comey lied, the whole thing's fucked. If Comey really did lie right, or made right, a mistake, right. the whole thing's fucked. Wow. And if Trump lied and Comey somehow or another has some recording or right. something of it, I don't know if that's the case. It's all so juicy. I just don't think that, any, yeah, the Russia collusion thing, it's like, where is the smoking gun? Where, we, is it? where is it? I mean, all we see are these this Hamilton 68 dashboard that's literally run by the Chertoff group. Michael Chertoff was Bush's DHS What's a chief. Hamilton 68 dashboard? It's the think tank that you see unquestioningly repeated in every single article about Russian trolls, where it's like, Russian trolls are spreading NRA shit online to try to foment discontent in this country, or Russian trolls are promoting Bernie Sanders, or Russian trolls are promoting Jill Stein. When you look at the actual methodology of how they determine who's a Russian bot and who's a Russian troll. It all comes from this think tank run by literally Iraq war propagandists, Bill Kristol and Michael Chertoff. So that's what I'm saying. These narratives are so, it's so obscure to find out who's really managing the narratives, but it really is all the same people where they're conning us again. They're conning us Mm. because we want the end goal of the empire is basically Russia, China, Iran, you know, Iran and Syria, the stepping stones basically ultimately to China and Russia. And um, those are the biggest competitors with with the empire. And so they want to just foment that hot war with Russia. You know what I've been going down a rabbit hole with? Yeah. Um, Chinese electronics. Huawei got banned um, Are, from AT&T and Verizon and is, all these other. Huawei is the number three phone manufacturer in the world. And they also manufacture network equipment and there's some so it seems to me like and this is my conspiratorial mind and I'm I'm just going to say right away I'm a moron and I know very little <laughs> about this. But this is Let this it is, loose. <laughs> but this is what's fascinating. The Huawei makes some really good cell phones like beautiful 40 megapixel camera, excellent design, gorgeous screen and they were about to be launched in America under AT&T and then the state department warned against people buying Huawei phones, saying they're spy devices, and told people to not buy Huawei phones. So then they're bringing up charges against Huawei for something to do with Iran. So, And then there was an article today, this is where it gets really weird, the compliance of the media. There was an article today about the drop in sales of Chinese cell phones, as Chinese cell phone sales plummet by 21%. I was reading today. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, like, what is happening here? Like, they were saying that there was some networking equipment that was made by Huawei that was sending, was sending a certain amount of data that didn't seem right. And they believe that some, something was encoded in their software or in their hardware that allowed them to hack into it and extract data and use this as a spying device. So then they were saying that this is the case with the phones and these, we shouldn't buy these Huawei phones. But then the Android people, like I sent Jamie a couple articles on it because I was fascinated by this. I read yeah. like 30 articles about it on like, in like the last week and a half. And these real smart tech people were like, this is horseshit. First of all, 
if these devices did have something in them other than stock Android or Android with uh, whatever their uh, operating system is that they put on over it, like their skin, you would see it. These guys would be able to see it. They'd be able mm. to find it. This mm-hmm. is, they're not any more sophisticated so than these people. It's like a Well, there's, there's something going on. There's something going on. There's some weirdness mm-hmm. to it all. Mm-hmm. It's like they might be trying to tank these companies. They, they might be like, there might be a concerted effort. And then the thought was that maybe perhaps there's some sort of a deal with Samsung and iPhones, which are the two top manufacturers, to keep out this third party, which makes these really high-end cell phones. Like this, the Huawei has this Porsche design Mate Pro RS. It's two thousand dollars. It's like the most expensive cell phone you can buy. This thing's off the charts. Awesome. I mean, it takes like nighttime a photo. It turns it into like almost daylight. Whoa. Like crazy forty megapixel like adjustable aperture. Like like as good as it gets in terms of like modern day cell phones. They're saying don't buy it. Don't buy it. It's a spy device. <laughs> but the tech guys are going, you're the out of your fucking mind. Yeah. They're like, if you, sh- you shouldn't buy it because they don't update them very well. Well, like, aren't all cell phones spy devices? I mean, why? Sure. So, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, fuck it. I, I, I talk about something and I don't type it in. I don't write a message. I don't write an email and I'll see an ad. So it's spying on us all the time. That doesn't happen to you? I, it hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to enough people that I believe you. It's insane. Well, I believe you no, no matter what. It's but, really crazy. But I've talked to so many people that have had that happen. Somebody sent me a tweet yesterday that said they were listening to a podcast that we were doing. We were talking about something, and then that something appeared in their Google ads. Exactly. And he's like, I never looked up this. I never. And oh, no, it wasn't a Google ad. It was a YouTube search. It was a YouTube suggested. He's like, my fucking computer's listening. Yep. Yep, computer dun, dun, dun. and and what app is doing this? I mean, I'm about to just go to a flip phone because mm. I don't want to. Uh, it's it's bullshit. We, know, we know that YouTube's audio is being listened to because they're mining it to for ad ad stuff already. It's not even right. that's not a spy thing. That's just out there. That's how they do it. Right, but th- is that if you're playing things? Yeah. So when we're playing, so if he's playing a podcast on YouTube, YouTube's listening to that, and that's how they suggest it's just happening the next in ads. There. What I think might be happening, which people are noticing now, is not just that it's happening within software. It's that your actual device, the microphone is on, and the, the laptop camera is on. So people have blocked the camera with tape, but, then the but they're not blocking the microphone. Yeah, exactly. How the hell do you block the microphone? You don't even know where it is. How do I? How do, can we have like some sort of tutorial about like how we can prevent? all of our shit from being collected. Like that whole, f- the Facebook Cambridge Analytica thing, I feel like everyone missed the boat of what that story was. You heard about that, right? Yes. The Cambridge Analytica, yes. they're data mining all your shit. It's like, yeah, yeah, if you're on Facebook, everything's being taken in data mine. That's very obvious. But what wasn't really investigated, I think Channel 4 did this crazy investigation where they pretended like they were a, a patron trying to hire Cambridge Analytica, some billionaire dude. And they put them all on camera. It's all recorded. The guys are basically like, it's basically like a private intelligence firm, almost like a Blackwater, where you can hire mercenaries to set up honeypots with prostitutes, take down politicians, Whoa. spy on them. They set up shell companies with the MI6, um, Mossad. Um, it's all just untraceable shit. They just ghost out. They said they can ghost in and out of countries. They literally said that they staged the entire Kenyan election. They were like, we staged the whole thing. We wrote all what? the speeches. Yeah. Cambridge Analytica yeah, did? This is, this is backed by billionaire Robert Mercer, the same you, guy who's behind Channel 4 did a crazy investigation about it. And, the, and so that's why I'm just like, why is everyone focusing on Facebook data? <laughs> this is like a crazy yeah, like like farmland. private CIA. <laughs> that stupid game that people play, what is it? It's called farm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Farmland? Farmville yeah. or something? Farm World, Farm Fuck? Yeah. 
What is that shit? Farmville. Yeah, that was the thing. Par- Farmville, yeah. yeah. That that's what people were talking yeah. about. Oh, you're getting yeah. my data? Getting no, my no, data about the cows I buy? You're no, like, they're changing the government of <laughs> wor- the world. They, they're Fuck. killing people. And like the oh. Bannonites and the Breitbart people are... How many other companies are there like this? I always think, yeah, while right. we're all focused on Russian trolls, 14 Russian trolls in St. Petersburg, how many companies like Cambridge Analytica, like Blackwater, like all these things are operating around the world doing all this. Got to be a fuckload. A, a lot. There's got to be a lot that we don't know of. Because it's only when, when something fucks up or someone gets shot in the head and like, who, yeah, who, yeah, who yeah, is he yeah, working yeah, for? Yeah, they're like, what was, yeah. what's that company? What is that? Oh, oh, change the Kenyan elections? Cool. <laughs> like Incel. We never heard of right, Incel. And all of a sudden people are talking about awesome. it. It's like, there's got to be so many of those things that are just bubbling up in the distance. Disturbing, man. Disturbing. <sighs> well, you said, how do I deal? You got to do yeah. art and you got to go on hikes and go explore nature yeah but do you ever do you ever want to like not concentrate do you ever feel like it's not going to do any good like this is this is my my question that i Mm -hmm. give to everybody who's like an activist Mm -hmm. who's very adamant about change and doing something do you ever feel like you just don't want to participate anymore you just want to just just someone asked me the other day they said you know you have to admit that you wouldn't rather live anywhere in the world other than here and i said i I, I would because I can't have a kid here because I don't have maternity leave and I don't have any help. I was like, so no, I, I stay here because I have to and I have to fight. It's not about me and it's not about myself. It's about the greater good. And it's about putting this information out there because especially in the Trump era, I feel like no one is really criticizing him in the correct way and putting it in the proper context of the U.S. empire. And I feel like I need to do that. And um, I... I don't get sick of it. And I don't think that, you know, even if you do get burnt out and you get tired, you just have to keep going because this is you don't have to you don't do it for recognition. You don't do it to be on a magazine cover because you're never going to be rewarded in the system that we live in, that we're going to always live on the margins and we're going to always fight on the margins. Um, and that's just the way it is. And do you we have hope to... that somebody's listening so that, that alters their perception and then somehow or another it spreads? Yeah, I think history is instructive. And I think that's why that's why I do what I do. I want to instruct people about how history has shaped our reality today and how we can use it to learn and prevent similar atrocities from continuing. I mean, I, I just hope that we can evolve to the point where we can do that. You essentially work for yourself now, right? I work for Telesaur. Telesaur is a um, also state media, six Latin American countries, including Venezuela, including Cuba, um, Ecuador, um, and and some other countries fund Telesaur. But because of the sanctions that Trump has put on uh, Venezuela, it's it's on a tedious leg. So um, it sucks that the only other place that you can go is really just begging for donations on Patreon. But is the Empire Files that? Is it through Telesaur? So we, yeah, so we are, I have a production company and I produce the show and then I sell it to them. But you say begging for donations. I really don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Because if you just give people the option, mm-hmm. I bet people would be more than willing to support your your work if they're interested in your work. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's so many people out there that would be now. And it'd be a great way to be completely independent and not beholden totally. to any state-run group or mm-hmm. anything else. You'd just basically be putting out content. If people didn't like it anymore, they wouldn't pay for it anymore. Yeah. No, I, I think that, well, I'm not beholden to anyone because I don't really have anyone telling me what to do. Like in Venezuela, I was interviewing the defense minister. No one vetted my questions. I was confronting him about all this crazy shit. I mean, no one in corporate media would be allowed to do that with our government. But yeah, to your point, I think that we've just gotten to a place with journalism and media where um, that's the way it is. Like you have to invest in the journalists that you want to support. And yeah. that's just... The way that the world works because media is not a sustainable business if you want it to be holding power to account 
but it seems like that's not the worst thing in the world to mm-hmm. to have something like Patreon or some yeah. similar type of uh, situation where people can just donate. And I have that on Media Roots um, and on my podcast, Media Roots Radio. I do have a Patreon there. But yeah, you're right. I mean, to do in- but to do investigative journalism, it's hard. And right. to do documentaries, it takes a lot of money and time. And um, I think that's probably where it'll end up if if we keep going down the road that we are, which is, you know, whether it be RT or Telesaur, this, this uh, fear campaign against state media and against the Russian propaganda. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's tough. So we'll just keep trying to uh, speak that truth. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're out there swinging. You know, it's a it's a scary job and punching up. You go to crazy places too. I mean, you're not you're not swinging from the comfort of your own home. You're you're out there in the war zones. It was scary when we I confronted soldiers in Colombia because I realized that I could probably die either by easy or a mine. Like, because there's mines all over that fucking place. And they were just like, you need to leave right now if you want to live, basically. And I was like, okay, well, see you later. (laughs) See you later, guys. That's that's why I asked, if ever this seems like, how long do you you see yourself doing this until you're an old lady? You know, I think that if I have a family, things, I might put, you know, obviously I would knock you up. (laughs) (laughs) The government's going (laughs) to... The government's going to hook your boyfriend up with Cambridge some super Analytica, sperm. Cambridge Analytica, some yeah. fucking honeypot. They're going to um. give him a cup of coffee from a strange man. <laughs> What's in this? Shut the fuck up and drink it if you want a family. <laughs> Get in the hole. Um, no, I think that if I have a family, things might change where I might you know, not yeah. just put my life on the line so often. Yeah, I would imagine so. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I have to. someone's got to keep poking holes in this bullshit because it just keeps happening and we keep getting duped and someone has to be out there countering the narrative and and telling these stories from marginalized and oppressed people who have not been given those platforms and i have to keep doing that part well i would suggest you stay offline for a couple weeks after (laughs) this one just to avoid the shit storm and uh it's always great seeing you thanks so much everyone check out abbymartin.org and the empire files and media roots thank you so much joe you are amazing everyone check out joe's stand up and uh, Abby Martin on Twitter and yes. Instagram is Instagram Fab, fab abs. abs. I like yes. that you remember. That. I remember that. <laughs> Got All fabulous right. abulous. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Peace. Bye everybody. Thank you for tuning into the motherfucking podcast. Um, thank you to the Wish app. Download the Wish app, and uh, anyone listening to this can get twenty percent off your purchase by using the code Rogan R O G A N. Just download and open your Wish app. Find some things you didn't even know you needed and enter the code ROGAN for 20% off your purchase. And thank you also to, I guess, to me, because it's my company, HigherPrimate.com. Go there. Check it out. We got all kinds of Joe Rogan experience shit there. T-shirts, mugs, Yeti tumblers, fanny packs. Um, That's it. HigherPrimate.com. Okay, folks, that's it for a while. Um, love you guys and gals and non-binary people and appreciate the fuck out of you. <laughs> s- 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 see ya. <laughs> <laughs>